Okay, now we're going. Yes, I know we're going. Now we're going. Okay. the worst song of all time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Welcome to the Mice Movie Podcast. It's, it's more entertaining than anything in this that this movie, like the originality of this movie has to offer. <laughs> we watched Norm of the North and we have so many things to say. I mean, I feel like I need a bullet in the head. <laughs> uh, I... I... I'm shocked that this uh, exists. I'm shocked. <laughs> so I'm amazed. I'm amazed that this got like, I don't, like, it, like their intention to make it the directed DVD movie, and they decided. Not only does it like shock me that this got made at all, they decided right after that that they were like, you know what, this belongs in theaters. Uh, no, it didn't. It didn't belong in the world at all. Uh. Yeah. Does it hurt you even more? Than, hey, 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 Alex. Does it hurt you even more that it it felt they felt that this movie was successful enough that they made a sequel? They did. I looked that up. They uh, did. No, I don't. I mean, all I've seen about the sequel so far is a poster, but uh, I haven't seen any anything else on it. But at the same time, no, they'll make a sequel to anything. Um, <laughs> At the end of the day, though, uh, what? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I honestly I've don't never... know. I'm going to say right now, we were uh, Zach and I were talking a long time about stuff, and I was we were talking about Harry Potter movies and the Twilight movies and other franchises we, we may want to add to the wheel next week. And I started talking about the insanity of the last two Twilight movies. Like, they, oh, a teenage 18-year-old werewolf falls in love with a baby in that movie. Like, he falls in love with a baby. Like, love at first sight moment falls in love with a baby. Uh, <laughs> that makes more sense logistically within the world that they build than anything in this movie. Every every sort of motivation, every like <laughs> character decision they apply to this movie doesn't make any sense in the real world or in the world that they built. Period. Period. This movie makes no sense. I've never seen you right, this well, outraged. <laughs> Not even for food fight. You were never this a, energetic for food fight. 30 second. Dude, I, I'm going to take this point because it's in another review from a from a from something I saw on YouTube tonight. There's a there's a person who points this out where I think it was Nostalgia Critic himself, but like the, the female character that likes the main character who's barely in it, like all the other superfluous side characters, she has two scenes uh, and maybe, God, I would say less than 10 lines of dialogue and her scenes probably add up to two minutes of this film. They have a 30-second scene where the minion copy lemmings pee in a fish tank. It's 30 seconds long. Like, why did they feel that they needed so much more time and effort to not only, like, animate that, but animate uh, people's reactions, to animate Norm's reactions to their reactions? Why is that 30 seconds long when you can spend that time building characters? Like, I don't... I don't... I, I can't... 
I can't wrap my like I I understand why the Transformers movies are terrible. They're the brainchild of one man who is uh uh I'm sorry, not brainchild, but they're yeah no the brainchild. They 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 are the they're the product of an insane guy who's uh it's very easy to understand what's wrong with him in terms of a storyteller. It, he wears his problems on his sleeve. Uh, I don't know what happened here. I don't know how many hands <laughs> got a hold of this script or eyes got a hold of the animation. Like people who actually sat and watched the AM product and were like, "That the public needs to see that." No, they don't. Drunk. They were drunk. They were drunk. I, every single person, every single person was on meth when this when they watched this. Every single person had their eyes gouged out. Or like I don't even. It's the story, man. The story. Like it's not even the visuals. Like I don't even have a a, a thing to say about the animation of this movie. Like maybe it looks like early. Na- Nickelodeon, it's, like it's so um, frenetic, Tron, and that's it. But like other than that, it 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 makes no no sense. It I I have questions about everything. <laughs> I have questions about everything. It boggles my mind. I can't it, breathe. <laughs> I I think about to take a poop because I use every muscle to think about it. <laughs> So you said well, there was news, news that you talk. wanted to talk about. <laughs> the wheel is cruel. Sit on the toilet. I think that's and in two seconds, my entire body gets tense because I'm just trying to put the pieces together in my head. And next thing I know, like I've, I'm done. I'm done with the bathroom. Like I, I've strained everything out of my system. I, I can't. I cannot. I cannot think about how any... It's not even like putting the pieces together. Like, they just sort of give it to you and you accept that this is what they are. Like, the char- a character says, I want this, and then they move on with the path of what that character wants only to do something contradictory <clears throat> later. Sure, but they say why they do that contradictory thing. Like, who wrote this? Why did they, they think this was a proper motivation for any movie, for any of these characters? None of it makes sense. None of it. Yeah, David Lynch movies make more. Eraserhead makes more sense than this movie. <laughs> so you said there was news. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. <sighs> let me breathe. So let there's, there's a couple things we wanted to talk about. Um, the uh, they let's see Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to get their own show on yep. the new Disney stream, which plans more to the idea that Cap's going to die. Um, the uh, they hired Hugh McGregor to be the Black Mask villain in the Birds of Prey movie, which is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of uh. There's uh, one more. said. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Said Birds okay, of Prey movie is supposedly going to be rated R. Said Birds of Prey movie is going to be rated R. Apparently, I would want it to. I would want it to be rated R. To be honest, it's a Gotham. It's set in Gotham. Uh, Harley Quinn is technically the star of it. Um, I I want them to. It, it, DC has always been with their movies, regardless of how bad they are. They are all um, driven by the people who make them. 
which is what Logan was. Logan was a movie where they said, look, just James Mangold, we liked your idea. Make it the way you want it. If you want to make it um, set outside the world so that you can aesthetically make a Western that's violent and more appropriate with the character, please do. We're, we're cool with that. And then he did. And I think, the, I think Suicide Squad, if David Ayer hadn't written the script in weeks and hadn't had other people edit his movie, he would have been able to produce something uh that was more his voice and when you watch suicide squad it really is a lot of it is his voice um but it, it just structurally doesn't make any sense um and i'm not surprised that if birds of prey came out it would be um r i don't i don't mind i don't mind that dc would make r-rated movies i think that's fine um especially when they've tried to get the crowds in and i think what they need to do now is just make good movies without compromising them uh and then lastly uh if you care about this, and I, and I know, Chris, you don't, but uh, Naomi Watts is going to be the star of the first prequel Game of Thrones show. There's one more thing I want to mention on top of that. Uh, it's hard. This is a visual thing that you're mentioning, so people do have to go find this picture if you really want to see what he's talking about. All right, let me get my Google ready. Uh, this morning, something got confirmed that has to do with a director. Oh, maybe I don't know what you're going to say. No. Oh. Uh, this morning, Ridley Scott oh, confirmed right. that he's moving forward with Gladiator what? 2 with Peter Craig writing the script. Okay. Um, I don't care that much about Gladiator. I do like the movie. I don't love it. Um I would say the interesting point to that is Tom Waits wrote a Gladiator sequel script that people do like, but they just are afraid to make, uh, which I say just man up and make that movie. But I do think that's a great writer, and I don't mind that Ridley Scott wants to make another epic movie. I think he totally can. Uh, I, I don't like Robin Hood, and I feel like that is kind of a Gladiator remake, but at the same time, uh, I think that he uh, can be hit or miss. Martian is a good example of how he can make a crowd pleaser. I think Gladiator 2 would be a good crowd pleaser. I think I would. I like the idea of him going back to that. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that I, is guess the, I guess the thing I'm more cons worried about is that like Russell Crowe's character dies at the end of that movie, and no, the, I think the the main high, the main uh, headline for the article that I saw about it said specifically that Russell Crowe wasn't going to be in it. He wasn't going to be in it. Yeah, he's not going to be in it. It's just. It's going to be another story of another gladiator set in that world that may be dealing with the ramifications of what he did. But no, he died and he's not coming back. I was about to say, I was like, I don't know how they're going to do that with like Russell Crowe's character dead. But Russell Crowe is pretty much given up physically now. Like, he's, yeah. I think he's a great actor. Like, I love Nice Guys. He is fantastic in the Nice Guys. But uh, like physically, he's given up. He's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend the effort working out anymore. If you want me in your movie, that's fine. But like, I'm, I'm just gonna be doing a lot of talking. Yes, that's kind of what he did in the Mummy. If you notice, he didn't really do much for action. He just kind of sat behind a desk and did shit and like gave visual looks. Yeah, he wanted to be their uh, Nick Fury. Yes, and that's not what happened. <laughs> No, because that movie's awful. Yeah. Bad wheel. Tom Cruise made the worst decision 
by having Alex Kurtzman direct that movie. Which, by the way, again, to talk about Christopher McGuire coming in and working on uh, Tom Cruise scripts, uh, he has just been uh, hired to rewrite and doctor up the script for the Top Gun sequel. Because Tom Cruise loves him. Yeah. Who doesn't right now? Tom Cruise? No, McCory. Oh, uh, McCory? Great. I have no issue with that. No, no, yeah, I, I agree with Chris. Like, I, There are a lot of people out there that are really happy he's making both directing good movies and writing good movies. Did you know he doctored X-Men? T- 2000's X-Men? Uh, I'm not surprised, no. Um, he probably had to... There's so many movies that he probably doctored that none of us have any idea about, but they've always been open about what he's done for Tom Cruise. So I'm sure there's a like a huge list. Like I, I love Aaron Sorkin and I love his movies, but I found out a little Ooh. bit ago about more movies that he had doctored that I had no idea about. He um, doctored Jack the Giant Killer. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I've I've actually just read an interesting article about Brian Singer. Not necessarily um, any of his like criminal stuff, but. There, it was an interesting article about how um, his movies, as of late, um, within the past like five, ten years, have uh, been problems because of his inability to stay on set. To uh, he's been coming in tired. He really just isn't. He just doesn't have energy on set. He doesn't stick with. Uh, he's not committed to him, which is in, which I find pretty interesting because Days of Future Past is a good movie. Yes. I think that was the last thing that he made that I actually genuinely liked. And honestly, I mean... Oh, he got fired during Bohemian Rhapsody? And he's still getting credit I for didn't it. even... Yeah, but I didn't realize he got fired. <laughs> yeah, he got fired. And then uh, the guy who finished it is the guy who also made the um, Elton John um, movie that, that's coming out um, with Taron Edgerton, which I also am pretty excited for. And they're basically like... They're kind of the same vibe and the same tone. Um, so I'm really interested why they didn't just go ahead and put his name on there, too. Um, considering that he... The guy who did Eddie the Eagle a couple of years ago. I know a lot of people that don't like that movie, but to be honest, I actually do like Eddie the Eagle. I think it's charming in the way that, like, a, a dad... I think it's a good dad movie. It's not great. It's not something that I would watch on my own, but, like, like The Judge with Robert Downey Jr., That that's a dad movie. Yeah, also is doing Rocket Man, which is kind of cool. Yeah, Elton that's John. the Elton John. Yeah, there's a cool trailer out. There's a cool trailer out where you see some bits and pieces of it, and then when Elton John starts singing Rocket Man, um, the audience starts to float up, and it, it's a really good image. I really do. I'm excited for it. I don't think Tara. Maybe it's just the trailer because I know for sure in the trailer Edgerton is not singing. It's El- it's an Elton John song, like legitimately. But I hope he sings in it. I hope he does a Bohemian Rhapsody because the one thing I hear about that movie the most is that it's a very bland, by the numbers, uninteresting movie that is elevated by all the performances. Not just Remy Malik, but like Joseph Mazzello and all the other guys. Yes. Uh, but that's pretty much up it for news for me. Yeah, that's all I got. Not much really happened this week. Uh, uh, politically, a lot happened. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just playing. I'm playing a joke on the word news. Whatever. Um, <laughs> the one, the one thing that uh, that Zach and I did is we went on Halloween night to see the new Halloween, and 
I I really liked it. I it's not a perfect movie. I think after some time thinking about it, I would give it a B, maybe maybe a B minus. There's a lot of things that don't fit. There's a lot of there's some dropped ideas and characters. You could tell when you're watching it that um, that they cut some stuff. That there's some incomplete threads in there. But uh, aesthetically, cinematically, uh, cinematography. I mean, um, lighting, visually, uh, it, it's a really good movie. Like when when you're just focused on Michael Myers killing people and stalking and going through the neighborhood, there's like a single shot of him going from one house and murdering someone uh, and then leaving that house and then going to another house and the second house that he goes to, it's beautiful. He goes to the window and sees someone on the phone and you see his reflection in the window. Then he walks to the side of the house and as he's walking, you can see it through the other windows, his shadow gets bigger and bigger. And then the, uh, the person who's on the phone walks towards the window that he stared into and you think he's going to come one way, but he comes another right behind her and then murders her. And it's all r- really well done. It just there's a lot of visual things to it on top of it being blocked really well. Um, I I just think it's a good popcorn movie, and there's a lot of just really great visuals in it that are tied to uh, I think both the camera work and the fact that uh, Michael's mask is pretty good. I've seen other movies, Halloween movies, and his mask doesn't really get me, but in this movie, I liked his mask a lot. Oh, there's one thing we missed talk we didn't talk about in the news. Yes. What is that? Uh, a certain teaser came out the other day involving a certain actor who played a certain uh, a certain Boy Scout in a in a based on a video game, which was based on a book. You got me. A certain Henry Cavill. Is Henry Cavill is Geralt from The Witcher. Okay. And we saw the first image of him as Gerald. Without, without oh, I thought with, when you said teaser like I thought when you said teaser like an actual video teaser, but he, no, yeah, yeah it's it's that's the visual thing. He needs the beard. I mean, it takes place before the 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 books, so it makes sense that he doesn't have a beard. I don't know who you're talking about or what you're talking about. We're talking but I about, do the, Witcher, we're talking like, about the, Witcher t- the Witcher TV. No, no, I, I know you're, I know you're talking about, I know the product you're talking about, but I don't, I don't know the history of the product or anything about it. Uh, I do it, know it that when I look at that picture, the it looks first, like it takes place a lot. before the first book. It takes place. I don't, what, Zach? I don't know. He doesn't know what he's talking. He doesn't I, know I, what you're talking about. I, that's what okay, I'm talking about. Like, okay. I, like the, it's, it's the, the a Witcher. Game of Thrones, and I'm like, oh, is that a yeah, show yeah. about a doctor? Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. So, so basically, The Witcher is a fantasy series about a guy who's a monster hunter who basically is trying to figure out what's going on. And Henry Cavill plays a character called Geralt of Rivia, who's the main character. He's a monster hunter, or as they call in the universe, a Witcher, where. Uh, he finds that that the whole world is being controlled by a bunch of bad guys and goes on a big fantasy adventure to do it. He's a monster hunter, and that's the big gimmick of it. Um, and the uh, character is famous for having like a beard and and stuff, and so Enter Cavill's character does not have a beard. Uh, I guess my first question would be: When is it set in like? 
is it is it kind of like an a uh, Game of Thrones type of universe where there is no modern time or is it modern time? It's set in a Game of Thrones type universe. Okay. Uh, okay, so it's full on fantasy. Got it. Yes. Uh, I like Henry Cavill. I'm super happy he's going to be on a show. I think he is charming as hell, and people have not given him a lot of credit because of his work as Superman. But I don't think I don't think that's his fault. I think what they gave that character, I think the character they gave him was crap. But I love him in Man from Uncle. I, I still haven't seen uh, the latest Mission Impossible, but everyone loves him in that. Ooh, I, I honestly think he, I think he is capable of more than just being handsome. I think he is capable of doing a lot of different things. Like Chris Pine. People didn't know what Chris Pine could do until he started doing weirder stuff. Uh, and the other thing is that the character in the first game, which this is, doesn't have a beard. He has he has more of a five o'clock shadow. So, like, and we're just, we just got a teaser image, you know. They could still have him grow a five o'clock shadow or a small beard or whatever he needs to. They haven't started filming the show yet. Um, yeah, but I thought when you said teaser, you were like uh, the 30 second clip or something. No, just like him walking out of the shadows in his full like costume. That's it. Nice. So it's like just a, to, just an actual get, video just to get the fans yeah. excited. Yes. It's interesting that they didn't put something like that out at Comic-Con that they waited a bit. Well, they didn't we didn't know he wasn't cast until after Comic-Con. All right. So, so it's still pretty early in the process of production. It's it's extremely early in in the process of production. Like we he, uh, literally, like, it, it shows a whiteboard and it says costume makeup test. Uh, it's roll TA5, you know, thing, 200, whatever. Uh, so they're on their 200th test. It was shot like six days ago and they released it a couple days ago. So they, that, basically, they basically did a walking Phoenix in, in the Joker makeup kind of thing. Yes. And they decided to release it to the public for everyone to get excited because they kind of found like what they wanted. And it just shows them drinking booze. That's it. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in anything he's going to do next. Um, I'm not a big fantasy guy. I never I don't I get into how well produced and how well um, how well crafted visually Game of Thrones is. But like, I don't really care that much about like swords and kings and stuff. But uh, if it's interesting, if it's good, if he's good especially, I'll certainly certainly get into it. Yeah, I mean, they have a pretty solid cast behind them. They, you know, they got, um, they've got some, some very solid people behind it who've done some interesting work. So, you know, uh, some of the, Lauren Schmidt is the creator of the show. She did, you know... Daredevil, and she did 2007's Drive and The West Wing, and uh, did some stuff with Defenders and some other stuff. There is something I want to ask that's off topic. Uh, Chris, you posted on Facebook a little bit ago how much you were enjoying Daredevil 3, uh, Season 3. Um, you, have you finished it yet? Do you still stand by that? Because I've heard it's... some interesting uh, theory, not theories, but like uh, opinions about the ending versus the show, the season overall. It's awesome. 
It's awesome. I will say it a third time. It is awesome. I love it. I actually nice. love it. It's a great watch. Yeah. I heard there's like a 10-minute fight scene at some point. Uncut. Oh, it, oh, dude. Dude, it's beautiful. Nice. I'm for it. I'm for it. Uh, I ha- I've stayed away from Daredevil for a bit. I did not watch Defenders, and I do know that that's probably the best of the Netflix um, shows. Marvel shows. Although personally, I love I love Jessica Jones. I think aesthetically that that's way more up my alley. And I feel bad about um, uh, God, Luke Cage and Iron oh, Fist. Wow. There we go, Luke Cage. I don't care about Iron Fist, but Luke Cage, I did feel bad for because I feel like uh, aesthetically that that was a show that I could get into, whereas like story wise, not so much. But I did. I love. I, love I, I like Luke Cage. Uh, and I certainly like that actor. And I never watched Defenders, but like Daredevil, um, uh, action-wise, especially especially the fight scenes and how they're choreographed and put together, it makes sense that they went ahead and made another really long, uncut fight scene. But like the people are really stoked about it. Although I did hear that the ending, I heard the ending was not uh, not great. It was uh, okay. It wasn't okay. No, no, no. It's not the worst ending ever, by any stretch of the imagination. It's not even a bad... I don't think it's a bad ending. I think it's rushed. Honestly. I don't think... They don't... They don't take their time with the moment. And it kind of just feels like they rushed. But I like... I, I still like... I still like it. Unlike the movie yeah, we're going to talk about. I don't think it's... I think it's totally possible to enjoy the season and not enjoy or at least be totally into the ending of it, but uh, everyone that I've spoken to has really been very high on it. Very, very, uh, very much about the third season. All right. So, with that all out of the way, Norm of the North... Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel is cruel. The wheel is cruel. I'm kidding. Uh, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna whip out the the only notes I I don't write notes on these movies so much. Yeah, it's, it's my job. Something that I to do. Uh, I tend to like watch them. We we were supposed to do this last week, but we uh, decided not to. Right. Um, uh, oh God, we uh, I <laughs> had no real. I wasn't gonna this again and watch it again and write notes um and i like like i i like i said at the beginning of the podcast i uh at halfway through halfway point of this movie i got so tired of because it's not an it's not an entertaining movie like the badness of it is not entertaining it's just you could go an entire day looking at the decisions of the characters for one scene you could go you could look at one scene and then spend an entire day like right I could write a five page paper on one on like the decisions of one scene by the people who made it and the characters in it. And I just did not want to because I was not entertained by the badness of it. It was just bad in an unfathomably uh convoluted way. It it, it would be like if instead of going to see the giant ball of yarn on the highway, they said, Oh, you get to see it. But you also have to untangle it, and halfway through that, like like ten minutes into that, you're gonna be like, "I'm done with this." Like I saw it, like who? I'm done. Let's go. I don't even want to go on this trip anymore. Just, just leave. I, I so I I want to talk about like my notes for the first six minutes of this movie 
um, I, I did them from A to B, my points A to B, and they go A to J, and I stopped. And then uh, they are all, all of these notes from A to J are about one subject, and that is what we know about our protagonist. Not the story, <laughs> not necessarily how it's presented, just what we learn about Norm in the first six minutes of this movie were mind-boggling they they blew me away i was like are you kidding me right now are you kidding me this is not how you open a movie this is how you first your character and none of it logistically makes sense like I, before you even get to this i'm gonna get into this like the movie opens with norm chasing a a, a seal because he's terrible at hunting but they don't say what he eats when he can't catch it and then when he catches it he be Meets humans in the Arctic who like tour like there are no tourists in the Arctic. What the hell are you talking about? But anyway, he, uh, <laughs> he stops and then he sees he the seal gives him googly eyes. So he's like, I can't eat you, and I'm going to tell you why. And then it flashes back and it tells you about five things about Norm, including one of them being that he can talk, he can speak human, which is I don't know what the hell that means. Oh uh, God, he speaks human, but he's he doesn't change his inflection. He just like he speaks the same way to the animals that he's to the human beings which means like he's speaking to the animals and the animals are speaking human back but like in a different way and like that's never caught on to him but he the whole point of him telling us flashback is to explain why he doesn't eat things that are nice or things that are i guess innocent but instead he says five other things and then he stops his story without finishing it because people are laughing at him which they should be he's a freaking idiot i'm gonna just let you bring this and not say anything. It's, I'm, it's, I'm sorry. I I'm leaving. I'm leaving this to you, man. This is on I, you. I start strong, and you, I get weaker at the end because I did not take any notes. From the beginning blew me away. It blew me away. I was like, "Whoa! This is not how you start." A, this is like if you woke up and was like, "I'm gonna put my underwear on my head and I'm gonna put my belt around my ankle." Like I'm dressed now. And you oh, and then, by the way, you're gonna tell them. Now, Chris, 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 calm down. I can't breathe. Everything's okay. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it last. This is not how you begin. Like you need, there needs to be a class that's twelve, like twelve months. Like need, there needs to be a, a full college class that's all twelve months of just how not to be, and that would be the subject of this. Like, I hate Batman vs Superman, and that's what I use. Tell that's what I tell people about. Like in terms of, if you don't want to know how to make a movie, watch Batman vs Superman. No, Batman vs Superman is Oscar gold compared to this movie. This movie is so freak unfathomably dumb. It doesn't make, it's not even dumb. It's just like, it doesn't make sense. It's like, I want to make, I, I want to cut this, I want to use scissors to cut this paper. Oh, well, here's a, a bag of bread. Cut that paper with this bag of bread. That doesn't make any sense. Get out of my, get out of my, I need a knife. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's a turtle. Cut this paper with this turtle. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense at all. I can't breathe. I think you broke, Chris. I'm gonna wipe my butt with a table. No, you don't do that. It doesn't make, make sense. I think you broke, Chris. It's, it's, 
so <laughs> incomprehensible. Sorry, <laughs> makes sense. You okay there? No. <laughs> no, I didn't ask you, Chris. I asked. You. <laughs> I, I, I here's the problem. Like I, I did. I haven't thought about the movie for a week. I watched it and I'm like, this boggles my mind. And by the end of it, I was bored because it's not entertaining. Bad. And then, like now that I'm sitting here, thinking about what they present to you, like I feel violated. You feel violated about this as you ever watch Transformers? Transformers, the, the, the idea of Transformers and what makes it bad, I can wrap my head around it. I know I can wrap my head around the mind that puts that together. He likes childish part jokes, racism, and sex. And he, like the whole point of the joke I made about that, about sitting in a terrible building, is the person doing is telling you what the movie is, is shoving. This movie doesn't make. There's no point to this movie. But like, none of the motivations make any sense. It doesn't logistically doesn't make sense. Here, mow my lawn. The, the bottle of vodka. No, they just can't mow a bottle of vodka. It doesn't make sense. I think Chris can't podcast. I need to walk down the stairs for you to use a pitch. That doesn't make any sense. I can't breathe. I think we broke Chris. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. The plot of this movie. I think you broke Chris, man. Watch your teeth. Doesn't make any sense. Yes. <laughs> I'm still. Breathe. I'm still. I'm still, I'm still laughing Breathe. about the turtle Breathe. part. <laughs> yeah, that is. That is, that is. Uh, I yeah, guys. I just I, the more I thought about the the story and and the more I just sort of like, it's not the animation. It's not the performances. It's not the, the, the copycats of the minions. It's not even the fart jokes. It's like the like what the what the main character wants, what his plan is, makes no sense. How he goes about it makes no sense. The bad guy makes no sense. His friends in the movie barely do anything. And there's like maybe five or six motivations that make sense. But then if you really think about how to fix those problems, like it, the movie doesn't do it. Like the woman he meets become friends with with the daughter like she yeah. does she has this job and makes this money because of her boss's connection to a school her daughter wants to go to but like she hates her job she doesn't want to do what he's asking and she's obviously good enough in her position that she could find another job doing the exact same thing and she just like all you have to do is quit just quit your job like you're doing just fine like you probably have savings and like look at your daughter and say uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't take you to the school based off of his connections. We're going to have to try another way because I don't want to do this evil thing, which, by the way, makes no sense. And then later in the movie, she just quits. And she doesn't even, we don't even get the luxury of her looking at her boss and like taking her notebook and paperwork and throwing it in his face. Like she calls him on the phone, leaves a message, and then puts her phone down and she quits. And we That's don't wrong. see her again. That is wrong, actually. But we realize, like, she's done. Yeah, oh, wait. That that's what she does. No, what, what she, she does, what she does is, she 
Um, she's typing up an email. He calls her, and she does not answer. Okay. You don't even hear his voice. You don't even hear his voice. No. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <coughs> oh my god! The first the first time you see them, the mom is getting chased by a bear, and the daughter just doesn't do anything. She acts like it's the most nonchalant thing. Like this movie doesn't make any sense. Okay. Okay. Make any. All right. It doesn't make sense. I. I <clears throat> It's a, it's a it's like someone took a Monty Python sketch and then made it a legitimate children's movie. Okay, <clears throat> I'm all right now. <sighs> oh my god, I'm not sure you're all right. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. I'm not even gonna bother asking you who directed this because I don't think anybody knows. Just like all they've made is just like Nickelodeon TV shows and other stuff like that. They haven't made any other movies since then. This movie's not that old. This movie's two years old. Yeah. Well, it, movie's god awful. <clears throat> it, it's. Uh, I. Uh, like, the funniest part to me. I don't know what. The funniest part to me about all this, Alex, you did not react this strongly to Food Fight. That's the funniest thing about uh, this. Because history to what... First of all, Food Fight, logis- like the, the, that logically still makes sense. <clears throat> the motivation... <laughs> the, sense yeah. the motivation of the main character makes sense. Like, his girlfriend gets kidnapped, and he gets he feels terrible about it, and like doesn't give a crap that the, uh, his store is getting manipulated by Project X. He gets seduced by her, and then when she realizes, you realize that she's the villain, and she gives gives her motivation for it, her motivation makes sense. She was a product that was not being focused on the way she was, and she, uh, the, his girlfriend was, and she was right next to her. So that that made her jealous, and it made her want to do what she did, and it didn't matter that it looked awful. It didn't matter that, like, um, it, it's, there's, a, there's a crazy amount of sexual and racist and dirty humor in it. That That is all weird and stuff, but the, also on top of that fact that that movie had a plan, and had brands to go with it, and then someone stole um, the work. Someone stole the computers that held that movie, and then it sat on the shelf in production for 10 years, along with the director going insane in that process. So there, there's history in the background of that movie as to why it, is what it, why it turned out the way it did. And this was delayed six years as well, but like, it's the story. N- none of the story... This looks way better than Foo Fight, and I don't mind that. Like, It's just... None of it makes sense. None of it. None of it makes sense. Food Fight at least makes sense. I'd be fine if this movie was boring uh, and just went down normal, stupid kid stuff like the bear's nice and he doesn't want to eat other animals, but then um, something's going on with the Arctic and it's losing the ice and, it, and they can't hunt. So he has to go and figure out, by the way, this bear, this bear who lives in the Arctic spends most of his time in New York in the middle of the summer. And he's fine. Like, what the hell is going on right now? I, oh, God. Oh, God. I don't... Oh, my God. And that's, that's not even talking about the reason he's there in the first place. I I just don't... Oh, my God. Oh, we, my God. Okay. I okay. Don't. Okay. Should we get into it? Because I... I... 
Okay, so here's the thing. What I was going to do was skip notes and go to go to a synopsis, like the IMDb synopsis. All right? There is none. Sure. There is none. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, wow, who would, who would want to spend time even writing five paragraphs of, of this? As I wrote four pages. Yeah, but we wrote pages about what makes this movie wrong. Anyone who sits down and writes down what logistically happens in the plot of this movie, like halfway through, they were like, "Oh, oh, this is oh, this doesn't make any." Oh my god, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go like, I'm gonna go give money to a charity. What I what did, am I doing with my life? What like, I did, I wrote what was shown on screen. That's how I've always done it. I wrote what I, what was shown on screen. Okay. Uh, I think you have to do that here for sure. I mean, I I had to give up at some point because it, it not because I think it was so unfathomably uh, incomprehensible. It, it's not even incomprehensible. Just it, if someone ate their cereal with a firework in front of me, I I would sit there for hours and wonder what led them to that decision, and they'd never give it to me. They would never give me a reason why they thought they could like take frost flakes and get it with like a firework in their mouth. Like I don't. I would just be like, why? Why are you doing that? And they would never tell me. And I would sit there and be like, maybe they like had bad, f- like, as a child, like, no, no, no. Like, what? I, uh, what? Like, that's my problem. But also, the other half of this movie is that it doesn't look bad, um, and the actors are doing their best. Um, it, it just is super boring at a certain point. At a certain point, you, like, I couldn't even stop and ask the question, why anymore? Or maybe something stopped me. And I just kept the movie going at that point. And then the next thing I knew, like a half an hour had passed. Yeah. And we were at the climax of the movie. And I'm like, I'm not going back. <laughs> I'm not going back. I'm not That's writing notes. Like, I, I don't know who we got here. And I don't want to know. And then, yeah. I, and then I, I, got, I got the gist of it. I went back and I was like, okay, this, you know what? No, there is no gist. This movie makes no sense. All right. Zero sense. Should we just go into it? It's bad. Let's just go into it. Yeah. Like, what you gotta like, do, uh, man? I'm gonna have pain even, like, rehearing about this movie, and I watched it. <laughs> I, I know you're gonna get into the beginning here, but I just want to read the first few, the like, A to J. I just want to read that, because that's that's the thing. That's okay. the, This is the first six minutes of the movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> six minutes in, and here's what we know about Norm. Uh, he likes another female bear named Elizabeth, who at the very least seems to genuinely like him as an individual enough to say hi without condescension or malice. He has trouble with catching and eating food, so much so other animals are betting he won't catch a seal. However, he does catch it and then refuses to eat it because he thinks it's too cute, claiming they pull this every time, which means he has caught seals before and just refuses to eat them, which is <laughs> weird enough when you think about what he must eat to, instead to survive, which several times when he's chasing the seal, he gets lemmings in his mouth. There's countless lemmings, and he doesn't eat them. I, I, I don't know what he's eating to live. Uh, can he, appara- he, he can apparently command the lemmings to do his bidding. Like It's not so much they're his best friend. Like He tells them to like police tape something up, and they just do it. Uh, he then decides to tell a group of random humans the story of why he doesn't eat innocent seals, only to never talk about, uh, only to never talk about it and, and go into other things. Uh, which, by the way, why are there humans tour like tourist humans in the Arctic? By the way, why are there tourist humans in the Arctic with their little daughter, who they let just walk up to a bunch, a, a group of polar bears, and they're cool with it. They just film it. Uh, his ability. Uh, 
he has the ability to talk to humans, which isn't something he tries to do. It comes naturally. Something even more odd when he speaks the exact same way to other animals who both understand and communicate back to him perfectly fine. That's not even getting into the groups of people who continue to visit the Arctic, enough that animals in the area actually have rules of engagement. So when they see humans, they're like, Don't, you're not supposed to talk to them. You're not supposed to do this. You're supposed to act a certain way. The brother comes out and he's like, we have an entire set piece for the... Why? What? Why? Their, their tourism doesn't do anything for them. They get no money. They're just I, like, eat the people. Eat That's meat right there. But they're not supposed to because and they don't say why. Uh, his grandfather can do this, which if his grandfather was the king at one certain point, why wouldn't he A, tell people and people respect the fact that he can talk to humans? Like, they, uh, I don't get it. He somehow gets a hold of an iPod at some point. They don't explain that. Uh, uh, before he can finish the story about his weird ability to speak to humans, something his highly respected grandfather has always been able to do. Uh, God, that was uh, that was originally about why he can't eat cute animals. The other animals start laughing at him, and he just the scene just ends. So he doesn't finish the story. You never hear why he doesn't eat animals. You just understand he thinks innocent animals and cute animals, he won't eat them which you didn't have to go into a story about, uh, you could just notice it by the fact he doesn't do it. Um, despite his ability to talk to humans and communicate with them, and despite the fact that we have no idea what the humans actually add to going to the Arctic to the animals to the point that they have rules of engagement, he thinks the tourists are ruining his home. And his brother says, they'll never destroy us if they love us. The actual saving grace of the much better film, Happy Feet. The whole point of Happy Feet is that the people are fishing all their food away. Humans are. So if an animal has to go out into the real world of society and humans can't communicate with him, by the way, and can only use his ability to be cute for humans to come to the Arctic and notice that there's an entire natural uh, element out there that they're destroying and should leave alone. The presence of humans is what saves their community. And the main character of this movie is like, they need to go. They, they need to go. Like they're ruining our, like they're ruining us. No, people are coming there to see your beautiful place and do nothing but take pictures and see the animals. They aren't doing anything at all. They're not harming your land. They're not fishing. They're not doing anything. The uh, it it doesn't make any sense. It's it's so important to him. He decides to leave, and then the main reason he decides to leave is because they s decide to build houses in the Arctic. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Before we even find out the reason why the bad guy wants to do this, which again makes no no sense at all, uh, no sense at all. Like you have a half an hour before that happens, so that means your audience is sitting there for half an hour wondering why any human being would ever want to live in the Arctic. Period. That doesn't make any sense at, at all, at all. It just doesn't. Um, and he also knows human references. He's never left the Arctic, but he knows stuff like Pretty in Pink. Uh, and concrete jungle. Like, how does he know these references? How does he know these things? I, humans do come there, and he can't talk to them and stuff. But he doesn't. He's never seen Pretty in Pink. He may hear the the name of the movie. Even if someone sat down and explained the entire plot of Pretty in Pink to their daughter, he still wouldn't be able to reference it properly, at all. He doesn't understand what a high school girl is. He doesn't understand what a crush is. He doesn't understand what a party is he doesn't understand the racism of Don Duck Dong like he doesn't get that stuff he's not going to be able to use it properly in a record like I don't that's that's all we learn about our main character in the first six minutes of the movie based off a story 
that he intended to tell us another piece of information about and then never told us that piece of information. <laughs> he told us 50 million things. 50 million things about us about the, except the one thing that he wanted to tell us. I, 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 I was blown away. I had to write that down. I was like, uh, uh, are, you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Where's his grandpa? Like, oh my god like they the fact that he can speak to humans allows him to actually interact with them in New York but like that's it that's it like it doesn't do anything it's just that's it and you can presumably think that's why his grandfather gets kidnapped by the bad guy later but guess what the bad guys never had a connection to the Arctic before he even says that so how the hell did he get a hold of his grandpa and even then if he had a talking bear and he says to the bear when he sees it he's like has he spoken again the guy's like no so he knows he has a talking bear like, why would you capture it and then just read it depressively so that it doesn't speak? Why wouldn't you actually put it out there and give it a life and do like make it happy so that then it will talk? But we also never find out how he got him or what happened to his grandfather in those past years, how he got there, what what is he, what has he been eating, uh, how depressive is it? Like, he's been there for years. He he's got PTSD. He's he's got it. I I don't I don't. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and it's presented in flashback which by the way again don't make any sense why would you flashback why wouldn't you just show us growing up as a bear and then meeting his grandfather and then showing his grandfather disappearing and then oh my god and then lead to him <laughs> trying to hunt this seal and then just end it with him like saying you're cute and people laughing at him don't go back in time and give us a bunch of exposition just so he can go to his father and say I, I found a house. I found a house for the the for touring, and no one believes him. I I don't. What? Why? Why are? Why is everybody telling him not to talk to the humans when they think the humans are saving them? And which, to a certain extent, they probably would, except for the fact that they want to build condos there, which is only one person who is only doing it for reasons that make no sense. And that, and then, oh my god, oh my god, oh. Oh, I think my ears are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Uh, uh, it just gets stupider from there. It just, it just gets so, so dumb from there. But, like, just to put those pieces together, it, it's insane. Like, I feel like it, it's, it's insane. I feel like this movie has left Alex in a worse state than he did through five Transformers movies. If dad tells him not to talk to humans and literally he never spoke to humans to find the information to tell him there's a house there. He just went to the house and saw it and came to his dad and he's like, and for God's sakes, don't talk to humans. Like Norm should have been like, I didn't talk to anybody. What's your problem, dude? Like, I don't even want to talk to him. I want them gone. Like I, that has nothing to do with it. He talks to a human later, but, uh, uh, Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's just... And yeah, that's how the movie starts. That's how... That's how this thing starts. This thing exists. I don't... All it's right. just how you... Do it. Oh my god, it's... You don't tell stories this way, and also, this isn't a story you tell. It's bad. Okay. The moral of the story, kids, don't watch Norman the North. It's really bad. It's this is the metaphor of this movie. Someone gives you a big bowl of, of like cow crap, and they say, "Eat this with uh, this 
box of baseball cards. And you're like, that's I'm not I'm not supposed to eat that, and I'm also not supposed to eat that if I would with a box of baseball cards. Like nobody should tell this story, and the person who does tell it doesn't know how to tell stories. Yep. <sighs> All right. Let's just start. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me regain myself. <sighs> Okay. Uh, it, it just I'm not entertained by how convoluted and weird this movie is I'm just I'm not even like shocked I'm, I, I'm not offended by it I just am shocked that this, this exists I, I'm shocked I don't how did this happen if you how were did this movie happen? if you were a loved one have died from a drinking game involving how many times Alex says it makes no sense we are not responsible. Yeah. If you're, if, oh, God. If you're... If the whole... If the, the only drinking game you had in here was how many metaphors I have for that... The, the, how this movie doesn't make sense, you would be dead. I have countless ones. I have countless... <laughs> the turtle one still gets me. It's bad. I want you to cut this piece of paper with the turtle. It's really sense? bad. Here. Uh, yeah, like here, drain all the blood out of your system with this safety pin. Like, no, you don't do that with that. What do you? you, you I'm not going to do that, and I'm also not going to do that with that if I was. So, I, I don't. You don't make this story, and you don't make this story this way. It. I, I don't know. Like, this is an animated movie. The people looked at. This, I do need to stress they, they, that much time trying to make these scenes exist and they don't make any sense like how that would that would hurt me like if i had to be the animators on this movie how many questions i would have to have just by making a scene just to make the first six minutes of this movie every animator must have walked to the like the creators of this and been like do you really like this doesn't make any sense and they'd have to be like ah haha ah but uh get back to work and that person had to do it the person had to do it, and the more they did it, the more they would go home, and like the, their children wouldn't look the same. They would forget where they lived. They, their their wives their wives would leave them. I I don't. They would forget what reality was. <laughs> Scarred and marked That's not for how life. They were. This is not even how animated movies work. This isn't. This doesn't make sense. Drink. <laughs> I wonder how much booze. They the the creators of this movie had <laughs> no. It's not even booze. It's like something much worse. Euphoria. Co- cocaine. Hubris. This is like if they. This is like if they had a story, and then uh, they found out that somebody made it, and it was called Happy Feet, and they went crap, um, and they were like, "Let's go outside and smoke a cigarette." And then when they did, they were like, "Oh, look." It's the it's the homeless guy who spends all his time outside our building that completely washed his brain out in the sixties and seventies with LSD. Uh, let's ask him if he has an idea. And then that guy was like, "You should tell the story of a bear that hates the tourists that visit him in the Arctic, and to save him, he goes to New York and he dances and he talks to humans. And the bad guy wants to build condos in the Arctic, and the senator that he knows wants him to do it too. And then he he." just find his grandpa in New York and they go back and that's it. 
And they're like, great, sweet, thank you. You know what? That's exactly what we're going to do. And they went inside, and they did it. And somehow, in the process of telling that story, everyone went insane. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. Let's just get started. This came from the mind of someone who doesn't know how their that their brain is gone. They had to have lived for a certain amount of time, and then their brain just stopped working properly, and that's who made the story. It's not like you don't make this when you're drunk. You don't make this when you're stoned. You don't make this uh, when you're like aggressively hopped up on speed. You make this when your brain is mush. You make this when you've forgotten how things work in the world. You make this when you are like in an insane asylum. Like you make it when you look at someone and you like, I'm going to say one word to you and you say a word that associates back and you're like cookies and they're like couch potato. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. That's, uh, mm. <laughs> guys, brain Ex- is gone on. Uh, Explicit. Uh, strawberries. Uh, Kentucky. Like, oh God. Oh no. His brain doesn't work right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just going to start. We're just going to start, okay? We're just going to start. You do everything you do, man. I'm... I, the thing is, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure as you continue on with what happens in this movie, it's going to happen to you, too. Yeah. <laughs> it, it def- Trust me, it does. Okay, are you guys ready? I'm not, but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm ready. Um, uh, let's do this. I I'm freaking out because I know we have to do this and I know that like whatever we do and even if when we're done I watch all the videos like there I was telling I was telling uh, Zach before, instead of watching the movie again I decided to go on YouTube and see a bunch of other like playful uh, this is a bad movie review shows that they have uh, all of them except for Chris Stuckman's which is about seven minutes because he had just seen it in the theater all the other ones who who had time to actually watch the DVD and work on notes they're at least an hour long. 40 minutes to an hour long and they deserve it. They deserve to be that long. And even if I watch them all after we're done nitpicking this thing apart with your four pages of notes, there's still, there's still more. There's still more. There's still more. There's not enough words in the dictionary to describe this painful movie. This movie has more insane, has as many insane decisions as Dumb and Dumber has jokes. Like I still watch Dumb and Dumber now and find jokes I, I never knew were in there. And that's, that's what this movie is. One day I'll go back to this and I'll find 50 other things and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, here Stop we go. It, movie. Bad movie. Here we go. Norm of the North. Yes, I did find <laughs> the director's name, Trevor Wall. Yeah, um, the guy like has done some reasonable work. It just... He 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 went on LSD or something, man. I don't know. Um, I'm more I'm interested in who wrote this. It was like three people. Who I think wrote he this. wrote it. No, three <laughs> people did. Like Honestly, they, all be, they should all be brought into the street and shot. All uh, right. All jokes. All jokes aside, I think they had a story that was like Happy Feet. I think they had a story where they had a bear that needed to save the Arctic. Uh, and the answer was to bring this woman and her daughter and her ability to create media down there to present the Arctic as a peaceful place so that people would not harm it or maybe even put condos there, sure, whatever. Uh, but I think they realized, especially because he dances, how much this movie was like Happy Feet when they realized Happy Feet was getting made. 
Uh, and so they decided to take every decision they made and go with the opposite answer to it. So instead of, instead of bringing humans like they do at the end of Happy Feet to save them, the humans are already there. They're already tourists. They're already going to build condos there, and they're already destroying his place. So his, his motive is not to bring humans to save them. The idea is to kick the humans out to save it, which it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Norm of the North. So logistically, it, it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Realized another movie was coming out with the same plot that they had, and they decided to go the opposite route. And that it opposite route come out, like, was done five years before this movie. It did, but this movie was six years delayed. Oh, was it? Yeah. Interesting. Norm of the North. Directed by Trevor Wall, released January 15th, 2016. At least it came out at the right time of year. Uh, starring Rob Schneider, Heather, Heather Graham, Ken Jong, Bill Nye, and Gabriel Iglesias. Bill N- Wait, Bill Nye as in the science guy? No. The other Bill Nye. Oh, as in the good Bill Nye. Yes. Interesting. Movie opens on a cruise line in the Arctic. There's your first clue. Um. Uh, uh, <laughs> um. Ends. Uh. It goes into his. Just does a whole tracking shot of um, of the Arctic. There's seals everywhere. Um. Norm's buried in snow, stalking them, and then he pops out, starts chasing one. We then get a shot of Moose playing poker. Um. More chasing. Um. I for temporarily I temporarily forgot what the lemmings were called. Um, I th- just laughing. Okay, I'm just gonna read my notes verbatim. So, moose, moose playing poker, more chasing. What are those things? What is this? He stops to admire. Uh, Chris- it's madness. <laughs> madness. Um, stops to admire. Just- <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, he stops to admire his crush Elizabeth. Um, then he goes on. More chase. Tourists arrive. Tourists in the Arctic. Arctic. Tourists Um, or tourists? Tourists. Okay. Um, They arrive. uh, The seal uh, gives Norm the the Puss in Boots uh, look from Shrek 2. Um, And now he can't eat them. Like, nah, I gotta eat you because I'm a king. Nah, I can't eat you because you're too cute. Let me tell you why. Um, but, uh, he, uh, tourists show up and they yell at him to eat the seal, but he doesn't. Instead, he, do- he goes into backstory. <clears throat> so we get a flashback. He's a kid. Uh, apparently he was taught everything except how to deal with humans. This led to him actually just talking to a human, uh, okay. talking to a little girl. So he's been, so tourists have been coming to this place for a while, which by the way, like, he he obviously talks to this little girl with an iPod, and he gets the iPod later. Why doesn't he form a relationship? Why isn't the movie about the relationship he forms with that girl? Why doesn't that girl come back? Like, obviously something... It would have been the first time he spoke with a human and they had a connection. Obviously, he got that iPod somehow. Like, that's the story. That's what you work with. Like, that's what you go with. So apparently he's the only one among his peers who could talk 
to humans, and I wrote down in my notes, it's going to be one of those movies. What does that mean? I don't even know. I don't, I don't remember what I was talking about there. Like, animal could speak human, but only animal who could speak human, and only one person can understand them. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's that is certainly one of those movies. Those movies exist for sure. Um, so he's the only one who can speak human. Talks about how he went to his grandpa, and his grandpa tells him that he's special, and he has to use that influence because polar bears are icons of the Arctic. And uh, stemming from that incident with the little girl, he uh, has developed human tendencies, as to dancing with the iPod. Okay. I will read my, the next line of my notes verbatim. Arctic Shake, what have I done? Wait, Arctic Shake, what have I don't understand this. Like, I, I get Ar- it, but I don't. As in, you get, you get his dance, but you don't understand why it exists? Y- yes. Uh, I think um, he, the, it's as simple as to see. popular. You, you, well, uh, yes. Um, uh, it. I'm just talking about within the confines of the movie, not necessarily why they did it to sell toys or anything like that. Obviously, they did it to sell toys. That's, like, not even, like, a question. It's answered simply in the movie. He gets an iPod, and he listens to the music, and he likes the music. It's just that simple. He likes the music and then dances because of it, which means no other animals have heard music, uh, certainly not music that they enjoy, but it doesn't doesn't really... It's super weird... Because we don't know how he got the iPod. Uh, and that's such a big thing. The, the Arctic Shake is something that it, it go, happens throughout the movie. Um, to the same song. To the same song. But uh, it, it doesn't ever save the day. It doesn't ever uh, affect anything uh, beyond the midway point. Because once he saves his grandpa, it's let's get grandpa out of the city and then sink the houses. None of it has anything to do with that dance. You also don't know where he got the iPod, you just know he got an iPod from that little girl, probably, and then starts dancing. That's it. So he likes music and then dances, and that's it. Which also means he doesn't share the iPod with anybody else. He he uses it until the battery dies, like a jerk. So if he'd have shown the music to other bears or other animals, maybe they would understand why he's dancing so much. So moving on... Some- after I had, after I uh, stopped and had a me- had a mental breakdown, uh, <laughs> just uh, what I was in for. So, so every so we come back to uh, normal day. He's about to explain what happened the other day when everybody comes and laughs that he's cuddling with a seal he's supposed to eat. Um, uh, he yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just I, I'm just again I'm shocked. So he goes to a cliff and sulks, and uh, his friend Stan uh, shows up. He then puts on some random headset, and uh, he's organizing a performance with the other animals for the tourists on a raft. Um, We then got an ice cannon with the seals. The whale character comes and dances out of nowhere, and and Stan says, This is not Orlando, okay? You... I need something real. Then he eats one of the seals. Again, like, this doesn't make... God, this doesn't make any sense. The okay, so... One of the seals. I, that's, that happens in nature all the time. Um, but, like... Uh, um, Does it? Uh, Does it really? Okay, so... so 
uh, Norm does not want humans there. He thinks humans are ruining the Arctic, but it's not like they're taking his fish or doing anything to the landscape. They're not even interacting with the animals in harmful ways. They're just videotaping and looking at them and the nature and then getting on their boat and leaving. The, his brother, the, the one with the headset, organizes an entire thing for the humans to entertain them and make them look a certain way. He's like, he's telling the whale to do normal stuff and he's not really doing anything normal. So he eats the seal, but like, why, what, what do they get from it? What's the benefit? What, what do the other animals get from acting like natural animals in front of these human beings? What, what do the tourists offer the land? And then if anything at all, what is it that they offer that norm does not want there? You don't get what the people are doing that Norm doesn't like, and you don't get what the humans are doing that the other animals enjoy. Um, you just n neither of those make sense until the condos show up, and then you stop and think, why would humans put condos in the Arctic in the first place? <laughs> None of this makes sense. Um. <laughs> his motivation makes sense at the bad guys and his brothers and the other animals. Like they don't. What is the reason that every animal there, including his king father, uh, want him to stop messing around with the humans? What what do they gain from this? And what do they not realize that they're losing that Norm does? I, I don't know. So... It's a hot tub with lemmings that swim backwards and fart. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we, so, Ice Cannon... The people are so impressed... They just start randomly throwing fish. And I lost it right there. I had maybe to that's, stop maybe that's the movie and laugh. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it and I forgot about it, but then that, that begs the question, what the hell are these tourists doing with fish? Are, I don't. If, if, the, if the people who send them on these tours are, are getting the fish and then giving that to the tourists so they could give the animals and the animals are like, cool, we don't have to hunt. These humans are giving us fish. Like, that's fine, but they still would have the fish regardless of whether the humans did it or not. So, what? And since none of it is explained, you're sitting there wondering why tourists just have fish. So, <clears throat> so the, the, the seal that the whale ate was apparently the star, of, apparently going to star of the main attraction. So Stan turns to Norm and says, Brother, you got to go out there. Norm's like, I don't no, I'm not gonna sell myself out. Sells himself out. He goes out there and dances. I wrote in my notes, this song sucks. Um, uh it did suck. And it also was not really the transition from I don't want to do this never 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 to him doing it is also pretty bland. Um and then on top of that I'm sorry, there was a transition? It just cuts. It just it just cuts. My point but, exactly. I mean why is the seal the main attraction of a, of a program that's run by polar bears and whales? Like, he should have been eaten a long time ago. Why are the seals cool with hanging out with all these predators anyway? So, Norm starts dancing for them. So, he's, Norm's dancing for them. Um, one, one of them uh, says that he's not scary enough for a polar bear in the Arctic. Norm doesn't like that remark. Well, are polar bears scary? Are they meant to be scary? Because everything I see about polar bears, they're just walking around, doing their thing. They're pretty vicious, though. Yeah, if they want to hunt and eat something, but at the same time, like, they're just they're just bears. Like, bears are scary when you're in front of a bear and they want to eat you, sure, but, like, 
why do you want a bear to be scary and vicious when you're standing in front of them? Wouldn't you just want to go there and see a bear just do his thing? Who's go- who are these tourists? What do they expect to get out of this place? Um, let me see here. Where am I? So, Norm goes to Socrates, the bird, who is a uh, seagull, correct? Something re- something uh, resembling I'll give it that. a seagull. So, uh, I wrote down... There's, no, my- there's no other birds there, so yeah. Um, there's, there, there aren't any other birds like him around. Like, you only see the deers playing... I guess they're caribou, but you only see the caribou playing poker once. Like, that's it. Like, I, I have to go back, I guess, to, to the scene where he is trying to explain to his dad about the place and see what other animals are there. But, like, and even in that case, his father doesn't believe him that he saw the house, but Socrates is with him and doesn't back him up once. Like, no, I saw the house too, King. What? Socrates is a jerk. It's a shitty bird. He's like Iago. So, Norm goes to Socrates, a bird. He talks about how he doesn't want the humans there and he's ruining the, they're ruining the land. At this point, we have not seen any mischievous things that the humans are doing. So I literally just called Norman a bigot. He's a bigot at this point. Like that, that's that's uh, that's honestly on point. That would be like God. That, oh man, that would be like uh, someone going to the Amazon and then finding a uh, village full of people that have never seen modern life has the ability to speak their language magically and then still tells them that they're savages and you need to you know, join our way of life. He can speak human. He has the ability more than anyone else to empathize with these things, I guess, and he still hates them. And we don't understand why. So no one knows where... Uh, so it's been a while since anybody's seen his grandfather and so nobody knows where he's went. Socrates thinks that he went off, went to fight off uh, colonization, as I put it. And uh, I really started to question if this is actually what the movie was about. Bigotry? Uh, it, it, like, that, At this point in the movie, I thought easy. it was going to be bigotry. It was going to be the center of this movie. I'm just like, there is no way Norm of the freaking North is going to do a movie or a story about bigotry. There's just no if way. They had, well, if they had done it right, it would have been like the tribe of the Amazon being afraid of, like, uh, or, or like the Mayans standing around watching um, the Spaniards land on their uh, land. And you see these people in boats, and they don't know what to do with them. Like, they, that would be them being afraid of something. And then, I guess, another reference would be Native Americans. They knew, like, every Native American group by the <clears> early 1800s knew about western expansion and they knew that colonization was a thing and even if a white man came in and said i will leave your land alone i won't do this like there's there's obviously people that were skeptical of that and that's not necessarily racism as much as it is like being skeptical of an idea that does exist and if his grandfather is doing that that's fine but there's no no hint of that happening outside of tourists going there but the tourists aren't doing anything they're just looking at them observing them and then giving them fish and then outside of that, the only thing that does become a possibility is condos being built there, which would never happen. Like, humans would never live there, like, especially not in condos. Uh, 
so fine, I guess. But if, even if you're going to say that before the condos even show up, you want to put the idea of colonization in there and you want to establish this kind of Native American versus white man idea, uh, you don't tell us what happened. You don't even show us what happened to the grandfather. We had one scene, and in that one scene, we find out he can talk to humans, which is a pretty big deal that also gets dropped later, but you don't see what happens to him. You don't see, like, everyone's reaction when he leaves. It's just a mystery that people kind of talk about, which makes it even worse when they find him, and you don't know what's happened to him, why he was kidnapped, and then he's brought back, and people are like, hey, I'm back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up Norm and his story. Uh... By the way, when Norm goes back at the end and he, they've destroyed all the homes and before his grandfather's even there, his dad looks at him and says, I'm sorry I didn't trust you, Norm. Uh, Socrates told us everything. Uh, <laughs> and I just And like, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, because he didn't do anything. He just stopped the condos from coming. No one knows that happened. Like, why do, why do any of them believe them? Uh, it should be when the grandfather shows up and he's like, I believe him. Like, no. They already believe him because of what the bird says, and I, the bird wasn't even there. I, there's no evidence for him to prove that he saved anything or did anything. They don't even say, we found the house that you were talking about at the beginning of the movie. They just say, Socrates told us what you did. Good job, son. Uh, you're king now. What? <laughs> Movies aft. Um. So they go to the prototype house and they see that and they're like, "Oh crap! They're gonna colonize. They're gonna colonize the Arctic." To which I'm, to which I'm actually asking in my mind, in the moment. Wait a minute! Stop! Why do they want to colonize in the Arctic? It's and here's the thing: who would want to go in a house looking like that? That is a hideously looking house. Well, I, uh, the one thing I will give them is he goes to New York where there's hipsters and, and stuff like that. And uh, it makes sense that someone who lives in New York and is all like, it's not like Beetlejuice, like the house from Beetlejuice and the people who move into that house, they're just like hipster artists, people who like odd shapes and angles and stuff. They would live in a house like that. But then you're right. We, we're not given a reason why they're doing that. We're not given a reason why they're making a commercial for it. And, uh, we're not given a, when we are given the reason by the bad guy and his work with the senator, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so he goes to his dad to tell him to tell him about the house. They all laugh at him, even when he brings proof. That's the thing that I get bo- that that bothered me. He brought a flam- a lawn flamingo. And they're like, ha, 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 what house? Well, I, I'll, I'll give them the fact that he could have just taken that from a human that was a tourist. Because it's not like... If Why would you like, have that? Well, I, they're humans. They're not supposed to know what they are. Oh, boy. It's messy. I wouldn't try to think about it too hard. Anyway. Where am I? Okay, so Dad's... So, Dad tells me he shouldn't be anywhere near humans. 
it's uh, yeah. And it's like he, the, yeah. he wasn't near humans at all, but okay. Get heat on the yeah. dad. All Fine. right. Here's my response, Chris. Stop trying to put logic into this movie because it's obviously. Why are you telling me this? I'm not trying to understand. I don't think there's. I I'm not trying to find any logic in this movie. I'm not. I'm trying to understand the craziness of it. There's no logic for me to work through. I, I'm trying to swim through a, through mud to get to a deck. I'm not finding any water no, 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 here. No. It's mud. Here's the I, thing. I don't think I'm going to be able to open my eyes to see through the mud to get to the shore. I'm I'm swimming in mud. We've seen the never-ending story. I can tell that you feel like the horse. Oh, that I'm yes. sinking in sadness. Yes, you're 100% <laughs> yes. like the horse being forced through the swamp and you know you're gonna die and you know shit's about to happen and you're doing it anyways because the little kid says we gotta do the adventure i i feel like a treyu i i feel like a guy who's like <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go do this thing like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this episode of the podcast where we see some crappy kids movie that maybe is just boring and has some silly little fart noises and choices i didn't expect that i was gonna have my horse sink in sadness or that I was going to see a knight uh, pierced by a couple of topless statues. I didn't expect that I was going to meet a giant wolf and then find out that my entire world is being created by a young kid, and the only way that he could ever stop it after my planet blows up is if he says the name of an empress. I, I, I didn't expect any of this. I didn't expect for a, an answer. It, it, it's and to un- like I can't even fathom what Atreyu was feeling at the end of that at that movie. In fact, we don't see what happens to Atreyu when that happens. He disappears and the Empress has to find and talk to um, the kid. Uh, she breaks Atreyu the third wall. Disappears. Yes, she she ends up uh, talking to the main human of the movie reading the book and then Atreyu just disappears. And that's the point. Like Him disappearing is what makes it even worse. But just imagine the mind of Atreyu. Like, he's like, I'm going to do this warrior's journey. And then he gets there and he just finds out that not only is it something you can't kill, um, you can't understand, but the moment you are given an answer, it's the it's the craziest thing in the world. Like I, I think the only way you can see this movie is in that metaphor is to go from Atreyu to the end of the movie, and then at the very end of Norm of the North, you're the wolf. You're the guy who understands everything, and you're just like, I I I don't care. I, I'm I'm here to watch the world burn. Um. So yeah, his dad. So yeah, um, his dad sucks because he doesn't believe him, and uh, Elizabeth feels bad as uh, Norm sulks away. Which doesn't again doesn't make any sense. He look. He he tells his father that the humans are intruding, and his father's like, "Don't say that." By the way, don't talk to any humans and don't interact with them. Uh, because you're right. Humans are. <laughs> I don't get it. He's arguing Shit. that the humans are bad and they should go, and the dad's like, you shouldn't interact with them. I, I, they agree. So, uh, more bigotry. Uh, they must keep the humans out of the Arctic. Elizabeth comes and pushes him to act. It, it's... It, it, she... And this is the thing we haven't talked about a lot, too, is the bird, the, uh, the caribous, the, the Elizabeth, the bear that likes him, mm-hmm. uh, his dad, his grandfather, for most of the movie, um, none of these characters return. 
none of them have any impact on the film. Nope. They they come for the first 10, 15 minutes, and then he leaves them, and we don't see any of them. <clears throat> we don't even see Sakura, who's the most connected person to Norm at this point. He does not join his journey. Instead, the Lemmings join him. They can't even speak English, and they keep farting and peeing on everything. So, let me see here. So, he goes to so- so Norman goes to Socrates. Norman has to do something. So, they go and look, and there's a there's a, apparently a commercial being filmed at the house. Um, turns out the director is a real-life shoot of uh, what a, uh, of the, of what a, like a stereotypical film director is. He's like, some, some stupid study or interference is ruining my artwork. Yeah, it's just standard, like, a uh, uh, picky, weird director kind of a thing. Um, yeah, there's nothing special there. He's just, he's a jerk who runs the set kind of a thing, while his assistant is the one who's trying to get everything done properly. So, a rich lady comes in a helicopter. Um, Norm, uh, this is Vera. Um, so then Norm decides to assemble an army of lemmings. Indestructible lemmings. Yeah, they take the time to show that these lemmings have no bones and that they can, they're like, they're like mice. They can just sort of, they're all cartilage and they can fit in any hole. Um, it's a cartoon, so fine, but um, it doesn't explain why they hang out with him. Uh, I guess he won't eat them. They don't explain uh, uh, their relationship to him or has, how he has the ability to just say, hey, do this for me. Uh, he doesn't offer them anything. He doesn't give them anything. Um, they just do stuff for this polar bear. So, rich lady Vera talks to daughter Olympia. Olympia. Not Olivia. Olympia. Uh, yeah. It's, it's Olivia, right? It's not Olympia, right? No, it's Olympia. Uh, Vera and Olympia. Um, you'll say Oli- you'll say Olivia you'll say Olivia anyway. Um, it doesn't. I mean, she doesn't do anything. Ah, whatever. So the one, mo- the one movie where she looks at Norm and they they she's like, "You're uh, you're a real bear," and he's like, "Yeah," and she's like, well, "What's your plan? What are you gonna do?" And he tells her, and she agrees. That's it. She doesn't offer him any information. She doesn't help him. She doesn't do anything. She's just like, you know what? You're right. If you do the thing you're going to say you're going to do, it's going to save the day, which no, it won't because it doesn't make any sense. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good now. I'm going to, I'm good. So Olympia is against the colonization of the Arctic. But then Vera has to hang out because she has to talk to the director who is right in her face. Um, so Norm and the Norm and the Lemming army dismantle the set and uh, scare the humans. They ju- they're just knocking down airy lights. Um, they uh, they sink the camera that has all the footage from the commercial. They kept all of the footage in one camera. That's it's, bad. It's, even if this movie uh, was written and started its production in twenty in two thousand nine. Um, we were use we weren't using film anymore, not for commercials. No. No, you had digital film, and you could save it on the card, uh, or have it sent somewhere else. Uh, and back it up in the yeah. cloud. 
back it up with the cloud. The Bumba cloud, yeah. So... This prompted the director to leave the set in the snowmobile, but not before giving um, Vera a camcorder. So she's in the prototype house, and she's thinking about what she could do to sell the property, how to really market this thing. So she takes a camcorder to film a seal that's outside, and uh, but the ice begins to crack. And uh, Norm, who is having a hot tub with lemmings, like a bubble, like a bubbling hot tub with lemmings creating bubbles with their butts, apparently. Um, yeah, he's relaxing like it's a hot tub, but either they're farting and that's what's making it hot, or they're just kicking their feet in bubbles and he's enjoying the cold water. Right. Either way, what? Um. So the but the ice begins to crack underneath their feet. So Norm, who is just like telling her, "Well, you're 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 just stupid," decides to ah oh, crap! I gotta help her out. Um, so he not he hops out of the, the lemming hot tub saver, but then she gets the idea of doing a selfie video of her and all the chaos of the ground cracking and she being chased by a angry polar bear. Um, so Norm doesn't catch her um so it turns out the entire ice all the ice beneath them crumbled and because the ice caps are melting and it just became like a river so now it's waterfront so it increases value and she captured all that footage in the selfie video and then she went wait, back wait, inside. Wait. He doesn't save her? How did I thought he, he did save her. No. He he just runs at her to try and save her, but he looks scary and she gets the footage and then she saves herself? I don't remember. She saves herself and Norm just falls flat on his ass. Okay, two two points to this. Um uh I guess three points. If the ground is cracking, you don't film it, you run. That's stupid. Um, B, uh, oh, her yeah. daughter is doing exact. The the daughter is doing the exact same thing. She's watching her mom in a dangerous situation with a bear eventually running at her, and she's nonplussed by this at all. She doesn't care at Hold all. On. She's Hold like, oh, mom should like leave. Hold on. What? Here's the thing. What? Later on, it's built that Olympia is a genius, right? She's gifted. Yeah. Just yeah, like 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 uh like uh that one Chris Evans movie with uh, Jenny Slate. I think it was called Gifted. Gifted. Yeah. Yeah. She had to look up. She had to look up on the internet how to stave off a a polar bear. Yet she knew all these other different facts. Uh. Sure, you can get away with that. She was. She just started. Studying that, but she was against colonizing the Arctic in the first place. You would think she'd be starting her research there. Again, so you would there's think... never really. Whatever. Well, I I just I that be, again begs the question: What are these? I mean, yes, her mom and her are there to make 
this gets really weird. It begs the question: Why are the tourists going to the Arctic? What's their What's their motivations? Like, did they just say I wanted to go vacation and These I've been everywhere except the Arctic? Or some of them not care, but like they're there to make a commercial. Uh, and she brought her daughter, which is freaking weird. Um, the daughter later says that she understands marketing and stuff like that. So I think she I think she's smart in other areas, but she just doesn't know anything about wildlife and stuff like that. Because again, they're from the city, and that's uh, you can put logical pieces there. But this is the the two weird things that weird me out about this scene. A, she doesn't do anything when her mom is in two versions of danger. The ground is cracking and there's a bear after her. Like she just doesn't do anything. She films it and then is like, "Oh wow, mom, you should do something. I'm gonna look it up real quick." Like she doesn't act like something dangerous is happening. And then B, the mom gets the footage and then is excited about it because she wants to use it in her commercial to sell condos to people in the Arctic. Okay, which doesn't make any sense. Okay, why would people want that footage of an angry bear after them in a place that they would live at? That doesn't. It's exciting and sure, but like that's not what you use to sell your land or your condos. You don't tell them that there's animals there that could eat you. Even the people that are there just to shoot a commercial that that would deter me from ever wanting to buy a house there. Exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like I, I, you yeah. just filmed the polar ice caps melting in real time, and an angry bear chasing you at the exact same time. And yet you want to shoot this in a video that's going to push your new colonization ever out of the Arctic. You're totally right about the ice caps. Like, that happened. It's like worsted. Right next to the house. That's like worsted building your house on a beach in hurricane season. Or in like a hurricane zone. Or a place where hurricanes frequent. No. I, I I couldn't do that. It would, it, yeah, sure. The, the ground is melting right next to the house, and she uses that as part of her footage. Like, it's next to the house. That's your land. Like, your house is obviously probably going to float away at some point. And so she's like, you're, you're showing people that the land is melting and leaving, and that animals could attack you at any moment. Uh, rent our condos. And she's oh like, and she's like, ooh, a new waterfront. Yeah. All right, we have we haven't even gotten to the actual plot of this movie yet. No. So, Norm peeps at, peeps in as Vera calls Mister Green, who views the angry-looking polar bear as a star. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, wants everything by tomorrow. He. Wants I wrote this down in all caps. He wants to find an actor who looks like Norm, who is a polar bear, a polar bear, to convince people to buy his homes. Uh, I get it in the sense that you want to use a polar bear to sell Coca-Cola or your Klondike bars, but um, two things: a for him to say that polar bear that that polar bear is a star. Um, how do you know that it's just a polar bear? Is he photogenic? And also you're a realtor. Why do you give a crap about whether an animal or a person is a star? Um, you make commercials for another product that you are actually making your money from. And then B, uh, an actor that looks like a polar bear. What? Um, why don't you get an actor and then have a makeup artist or a costume designer that can make something that looks like a bear? Not, 
not a person who can present himself as a bear, that doesn't make any sense. So people people didn't hire the cast of, of Star Wars and Game of Thrones because they looked like they were from space or they you know dressed like they were kings and queens. That's that's not how that works. You get other people to do that for you. So even Vera thought he was crazy. Like I have to get a I have to get a guy who looks like a bear. Ugh. So, which highlights the which highlights the point. Vera doesn't want to do this to the Arctic. She doesn't. Even her daughter agrees, and she thinks her boss's ideas are stupid. Why is she still working for him? So, so that this prompts a. So the tugboat comes to pick up the house. Um, so Norm and uh, the Lemmings hitch a ride <coughs> in the house as it's lifted onto a tugboat and it's as it says sails for New York. They get there in record time um, and Norm is immediately a fish out of water. Um, we, then get a, we then get a... We get a clip of uh, Vera uh, dropping off her daughter uh, for a tour of a gifted school. Which, oh, okay, so Vera has this job that makes a lot of money and uh, confuses her morals and makes her do stuff that she doesn't want to do, like also almost get eaten by a bear or drown in the Arctic, uh, so that her daughter can go to a school that she really wants to go to and is gifted enough to actually excel at. Uh, that's fine. That's a perfectly good thing. But at a certain point throughout all the crap this movie goes through, she needs to look at her daughter and say, no, I'm sorry, you can't go to this school. Sorry. Uh, or I'm going to have to make the money for you to go to a school of this caliber, but it's probably going to be when you're in middle school or in high school or maybe even college. In fact, we should save for college because college is insane. I shouldn't take you to an elementary school that studies your gifts now. I have enough money for you to get a good tutor to help you with that. Also, the internet is an amazing resource that you can use without uh, going to school. We should be saving for your college right now. Uh, no, you can't go. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to find something better. Um, that's how that should go. But it doesn't. Like It's a fine reason, but it's also white privilege. It's like uh, It would be like if the only reason and the main person in a movie is doing all the terrible things they're doing is so that their kid could have a Cadillac. <laughs> um, tell your kid you're not going to get a Cadillac. So they're hiding Jesus. in the... They're hiding in the uh, the prototype house. Um, so the guards come in after they've gotten to their destination. The guards come in and they discover Norm coming out of the shower. Um, and the le and the lemmings, uh, they mention talk. They mention uh, they're like another talking poly 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 polar bear. Ugh. Um, another talking polar bear, and he's like, "Wait, what?" So he escapes with the lemmings to find an obvious cosplayer, who they all think is a real polar bear. You want to know what lengths they go to to show you that they think he's a real polar bear? He goes up to so the cosplayer. He tries to go up to. A group of people and convince them that he's a real bear. Norm walks up behind him, and then people see him and they scream and they run. First off, remember that. 
because they realize that he's a real polar bear. Second, the moment you're supposed, the thing you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to do at that moment is have the cosplayer turn around and say, oh crap, there's a real polar bear. What have I been doing with my life? I can't do that. At least that. No, he just keeps going. He doesn't even notice Norm behind him. Um, it is weird because it's the only moment in the movie where anyone realizes that he's a bear and reacts appropriately. Everyone else is just thinks he's a dude in a suit throughout the rest of the movie. Like, and I think it's because when they look at a dude in the suit, they can contrast him with an actual bear. But, um, it's the only moment that really happens. And, uh, the actor's like, wow, you're really good. I wish I was at your caliber and I'm, you know, I've got my own things too. And he's, he's, I guess, just an actor and thinks only about acting and com- thinks that he's an actor, but, um, nobody, nobody else in the movie except the bad guy, uh, no, knows that he's a real bear. No one ever freaks out. No one ever acts a certain way. Uh, it's just odd. Why would you have that moment in the movie only to have nobody else ever do it again? So, so the guards uh, catch up, and uh, Norm makes uh, fools them into thinking that the cosplayer is the real bear, which works. Then the cosplayer begins to kick their ass. Yeah. Uh, and like, then they never come back. Seriously. And then the lemmings show up, and they scare them off because they're afraid of rats. Like Sean Connery in The Last Crusade. Uh, uh, well, yeah, the Joneses, each Jones member hates uh, a certain animal. And I'm sure uh, Mutt is afraid of um, uh, lemmings. I was going to say good acting, but yeah, okay. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I like, I, I like Shia now we're gonna. Uh, now that's gonna that. be the wheel. That's gonna be. That's gonna be the when the wheel. The the wheel makes us do. Um, I I like Shia. There's a lot of stuff that I've seen Shia LaBeouf in that I like. Uh, but um, I just don't like the character much. I don't like his whole '50s vibe. To be honest, I think the one thing about Crystal Skull that I dislike the most is that it's in the, the '50s. Which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Just just something that takes away from what the other movies were that I didn't realize until I, I watched it. I was like, I can deal with the aliens. I can deal with uh, some of the CGI. They're I can not deal with- aliens. They're extra-dimensional beings. That's, uh, they also may be from another planet in their dimension. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're from Earth. They could be aliens from another dimension. Anyway. But, uh, it, it, all I'm saying is that the, it mud is not... Mutt is what I don't like. Um, not necessarily Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is not... He's, he's being Shia LaBeouf. And um, I don't. I never really thought that he was a good... I, like, I, I don't think he's... I, I think the character of Witwicky is bad in the Transformers movies. And he's obviously not necessarily doing Witwicky. But he's doing... Uh, he's doing a sense of... Uh, I, I just never thought he was an adventure kind of leading man. An action-adventure leading man. I always thought he was better in, like... Although I think Eagle Eye is a terribly boring movie. I like him in that. 
uh, I like it when he was like just a normal kid with problems with his dad growing up in 80s New York and, and guide to recognizing your saints. Like he can be a lead in dramas, but I don't think he can necessarily be a lead in a good adventure movie. No. Okay. So Norman the Lemmings, they meet with the cosplayer. He's uh, discouraged in comparison to Norm because of his authenticity. Because he doesn't think he's a real bear. So he tells him to audition for the commercial and he's conveniently across the street from Mr. Green's office. The uh, senators who apparently have some kind of stake in Mr. Green's company um, are mocking him for his Arctic colonization. (laughs) Even they think it's stupid. They even say now condos in the Bahamas. Now that's something. And you know what? Not, not, She's right. Not not only is she right, and not only are all the people who think this idea is stupid correct, the what his what he's going to get from the senators if he actually succeeds and gets people to follow through with this Arctic plan is a condo in the Bahamas. Like he doesn't even want to live in the Arctic. He just wants to own it for some reason and it doesn't make any sense. I like if it's because he found a talking polar bear and he has like a a belief that some polar bears talk or animals talk like that would be interesting but he doesn't say that um it's mostly just that he wants to own the arctic he wants to put his name on it he just wants to (sighs) i don't know i i i don't uh it's never fully explained uh and he does enough things that he should lose his business in in the media in the media like in like out in the open publicly he does things that people should lose not to mention he's he oh my god like there are scenes where he just sort of like jumps around and floats around like he has wings uh, it, yeah I, such a weird character like, i got i got the uh no other characters move like him i got the i got when I, every time i saw him i saw the uh I saw the dude from uh, Food Fight. Like he reminded me of the guy from Food Fight. The the evil human. Yeah. He does move very awkwardly, like him, but like not as creepy. Like that guy moves like he's like doesn't like he just learned he moves like like uh, um, the bad guy in Men in Black in Food Fight. In this movie, he's. He's like flying around. He's zooming around like he can swim in the air. It's weird. So he takes this out on Vera, tells him, tells her to uh, find his bear. So she walks into the lobby full of terrible actors and Norm. So uh, Norm uh, roars so he could stand out, earns an audience with Mr. Green. I'm sorry, again, I want to point out in this scene, there's a 30-second, 30-second Oh, yes. This I thought was of funny. Lemmings, of, of Lemmings pissing in the fish tank. Like, it's 30 seconds long. It, 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 uh, uh, so, I, I don't know. So you're in an audience with Green. I'm going to read my notes verbatim. Norm comes across too aggressive, and Green doesn't like it. So he does the damn shake with the damn song. They all dance, he wins. 
Um, That's exactly what I, happened. It, it is what happens. Um, I don't understand why he feels that way. Um, a, I think it's odd that Vera filmed the footage of a bear chasing her in the first place. And then I also um, think it's hilarious that he understands the logic of that, that that doesn't make sense, that it's too aggressive to put that in your commercial. But he's also the first person who is like, that bear's a star. Like, that bear's going to be, like, that bear's got charisma. I need to find someone who is like a bear. And then, of course, the person who's like a bear is too aggressive. Um, that's why you don't hire actors who think they're bears. You hire actors and then you have people dress them up like a bear. Because if you hired someone who thought they were a bear and wore a bear costume everywhere they went, that's that person is crazy. That person's insane. Like Norm, Norm as a human being dressed like a bear everywhere he goes, whether they consider that method acting or not, that's insane. Like That's a whole set of problems that you're going to run into later if that's logistically a human being in a bear suit. Even the guy who acts like an actor, uh, or the guy who's an actor who acts like a bear, like takes the head off and does actory things. But Norm really thinks he's a bear, so at, at some point you got to be like, dude, like, or thought chill he was out a on bear. that. Yeah, it's it, it's weird because he's like, this bear is a star, and we should have a bear be a part of this uh, based off the footage that Vera made, uh, which made no sense at all. And then he's also like, uh, this bear is a star. It's too aggressive, but it can dance, and it's like, just, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Why would the, it all boils down to the idea of if you're selling condos in the Arctic, why would you want to remind people that there are polar bears there? It, it doesn't matter if he dances. It doesn't matter if it's an actor or a person. Like, why would you want to remind people that the condos they're buying are at a place that's surrounded by a dangerous animal that would eat them if they had the opportunity? What are you doing, sir? So Vera is tasked to uh, take him out to lunch. Norm. Um, so Mr. Green, so Mr. Green, Green, Mr. Green, very, very quickly figures out that Norm is a real bear as he is keeping his grandpa in the basement for no reason as of yet or ever. We don't know why he's keeping grandpa in the basement. We, we, we know that he knows the bear can talk and has talked at least once. And at the very least is waiting for him to talk again. But again, he sells, he's a realtor. And um, I don't know what he would do with a talking bear if he could get it to talk. Um, yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. You, you, he found this amazing thing and he's now holding it hostage for no reason. So he vow so he vows to get Norm got. So we're at lunch. Vera talks about her slight doubts about the colonization of the Arctic and briefly talks about her genius daughter who had to look up on the internet how to deal with an angry polar bear. Then know it off the top of her head. I don't know why that bothered me. So Mr. Green shows up with a big tranquilizer to shoot Norm, but it's thwarted by hijinks. I don't even remember what happened. They moved so fast. Uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna point this. Somebody else pointed this out in one of the reviews, and I don't remember which one because I watched like five of them. But uh, someone pointed out that this probably wouldn't just visually work well in today's society where there's been so many mass shootings because this guy is very <laughs> oh guy, yeah oh god like he just runs he runs into this place with a trank gun that looks like a gun he shoots uh, at what people think is a human being in a bear suit he um is then tackled and shot himself and then you know doesn't go to jail for it doesn't uh nope. doesn't get punished for it in any way and uh, it doesn't make any sense it gets filmed and then people watch it instead of going wow this head of a business is shooting people in an, in a restaurant <laughs> in new york that's insane they go wow that bear is awesome that bear is cool that bear is famous now uh what no one's talking about this famous person who was shooting at his employees in a public restaurant what <laughs> are are you kidding me how is that okay how, how are people cool with that? Like, and he's not even that, that famous. He's just a businessman who happens to have a lot of clout and apparently like has connections with senators and stuff. But, uh, and people know he's trying to build condos in the Arctic. So here's a guy who's trying to build condos in the Arctic, um, puts his employees at risk there, uh, and shoots at his employees in random people with tranquilizer darts in public restaurants. He should be in jail, and he should lose his business. Um, and this, and this, stupid for watching that video and going, the bear's awesome. Like, what are you talking about? So Norm is a hero to the people. So Mr. Green wakes up after being shot in the butt with a tranquilizer. Uh, he wakes up in his office as Vera shows him the positive reactions to Norm's heroics while Norm is in the room. Mentions the other bear by accident. Then uh, Norm says to sniff around a little bit. But then Norm threatens to quit when Green offers him after before uh, Green offers him a place to stay at the model home, which he was kind of already staying, I guess. But whatever. So it's so it is, uh, this, this is kind. Of this is kind of a small point, but he does he does let um, out that he has a bear, another polar bear in his place, up, captured. Yep. Um, and, and Norm just assumes that it's his grandfather. Now, there's no hint. There's no information. We don't know anything about what happened to his grandfather. We know he has his grandfather, but we don't, like, Norm has no idea what happened to him, no hint that it could be him. Like, it's a big city let alone the world why is he immediately like it's my grandpa we gotta go save him guys it's my grandfather so the, the place is on watch by cameras he's like it's perfect and so Vera and Mr. Green leave so his idea is to, to get out of there and check out the his office is to get the cosplayer from earlier to cover for him while he goes into Green's office to find out about the other bear. I love that you keep calling him a cosplayer when he's just an actor. I had to shorten the term. Actors just... shorter. You know, what? Say you know what? You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it is the the sheer fact that he's like on the street doing it 
and that he doesn't take off the suit? I mean, does he say if he's selling anything? I think like, my thought process... he wasn't process, wearing the suit to go to the commercial. He just was wearing the suit for some other I reason. I think the thought process was... My thought process was... The commercial was already out. And so I thought the dude was cosplaying... Um, Norm... For the next commercial. So he could audition for the next commercial. And then that just cosplay just came to mind. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what happened there. So uh, yeah, I think he's just a guy trying to sell something on the street in a bear suit, and he and he's just also a legitimate actor who thinks that this is like a role that he has to treat seriously. But he's probably like just handing out signs on the street of New York. So this, so he wants to get the actor from earlier to cover for him while he goes into Green's office to find out. About the other bear. Mm-hmm. So it goes off without a hitch, of course. So he goes up to Green's office with the lemmings and sends them down to the basement to see Grandpa just, just after dismantling the surveillance to the room. Um, so then, so they meet him, and they're like, is no, and Grandpa's like, okay, is Norm okay? They're like, fine. They cut back to Norm, back upstairs. They tell him that he's fine and that he wants him to save the Arctic. And his interpretation was he wanted he that Grandpa wanted him to build an ark. I was just like, your name is Norm, not Noah. I'm gonna go save the Arctic, not two of every animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then we're at a talk it show. It, I mean, they don't know they're going to use a boat to get to the giant like arc like boat to go home later in the movie. Like they don't know he's going to do that. Uh. So then we have a t- so then we're at a talk show, second rate Oprah. So Olympia meets Norm immediately sees through his facade. Is like okay, mm-hmm. you're about five hundred kilograms, and uh, you're this height and that height. I'm just like okay, if you're that smart to know what a bear actually looks like by looking at it, then you would know. You wouldn't have to look up on the internet what to do in a situation where coming face-to-face with the bear. I don't know why that bothered me so much. God. I've seen no indication of how she's a genius. They've not shown me anything. Uh, I mean, she does know some information. Uh, and I guess she does she So she's good with animals. How is she a genius? Well, I think about it this way. Maybe she didn't know that, but then when she saw him, she finally looked up everything she could about polar bears, and now she knows everything about them to the point that she could point out a real one in real life. Oh, my God. Um, that you can actually add some logic to, but that there's so much in this movie that you can't... So he wants to... So Okay, God, I'm so tired. So she wants to help Norm, and the plan is to wait until the approval ratings are right, then spill the beans. When everybody's paying attention the most. So then the talk show begins. He's a little shy. They show clips of the lunch heroics and how big is how big in popularity he is. Not how big he is in weight or mass, but how big in popularity he is. Um, so then he decides to start a dance montage. In the streets. Yeah, he, uh, he starts dancing on set and then takes it out to the street. And A, this this movie is not a musical. Whenever it wants him to dance, it just 
even in this moment, it just uses other pop songs. And then um, the other thing is, uh, why is he dancing in the street? How are they filming that? Why are they cool with that? Um, and again, like the first point in the movie, like he just starts doing it. Like he keeps saying, I don't want to do this dance. It's something I like to do on my own. I don't like to be a, a showman. I don't like to show it up. But he just keeps doing that. The very thing he says he doesn't want to do. So Green thinks he's got it, but then the senator shuts him down because they're not quite there yet. He has to actually say that he endorses the project, the colonization project. Um. So then he, or or, or like, yeah, they do. Yeah, he does this, or he's done. So then we get a villain laugh from uh, Mr. Green. So then the next day, Green photoshops. Norm to endorse to make him look like he's endorsing the colonization effort in the Arctic. So Norm goes with that, dressing up in an odd outfit, and and so. Let me start. Let me stop there for a second. They're like, Mister Green's like, is he ready? And then Vera's like, okay, like, like well, let's find out. I was like, okay. Norm, you want to come out? He comes up in this weird 70s jacket and just weird 70s attire and then Norm says yeah I think I just did yeah it's a, what? That's, so that's what you check this what yeah. is that gay mean? joke that is totally a gay joke yeah it's, a gay, it's just a he's wearing something flamboyant and so he immediately um Eflates that to uh, homosexuality. What I think again is even more interesting. How does he even know what that is? How does he even know that style and fashion and flamboyancy has anything well, to do with homosexuality or their culture? Like, how does he know these things? Oh. So Green, so he's making yeah, a speech. I, I, I don't. I hear that they made that joke in the first place, but I think it's weird that he would understand how to make that joke at all. So, um, dang, um, okay, 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 okay. So, he's making the speech, he's about to spill the beans on Green. Then, Green, it turns out Green stops his audio, plays another audio track to make it sound like that, that with his own lips, Norm is endorsing the colonization project in the Arctic. People start cheering, and, um... And everybody falls for it. And I wrote in my notes, they at least tried to get the heat on green. To get the heel heat on green. They at least tried. There's at least a point where the villain got over. So they, then... Yes, they, 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 almost, they almost reveal his evil plan when they should have just pointed out the fact that he tried to shoot a bunch of people in a restaurant. Right. So, or maybe like, or maybe Mr. Green is like, um, is like Kingpin in the Daredevil TV series, where he's like more behind the scenes now, since his incident. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, but, um. People think he's in jail, uh, but he's not really. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I Again, though, it's the Arctic idea. Like, no one should move to the Arctic. No one should colonize it. No one should be there in the first place. 
uh, period. I no, mean, it's just a bad idea. We, I mean, you should know that just by the thought of it. We live in Minnesota, so we might as well be in the Arctic. So <laughs> we don't have a uh, kind of yes. I'll give you the fact that it gets very very cold, but we um, we don't have polar bears and we don't have uh, ground that floats away, and we, we have sustenance. We have ground. Uh, if you're standing on a lake, sure. If you want to drive on Medicine Lake when it's close to being unfrozen, yeah, that that would be a dumb idea. Okay. So we so Norm confronts Mr. Green. He's already sold homes before Senate approval, which is illegal. But how's that? That's never stopped anybody in this country. Um, so the hero has failed. We are at the low point. Right at the one hour mark. Um, so Vera invites him over for dinner. Um, then he gets to see uh, Olympia again. And I wrote down in my notes, in caps, show me she's a genius. Um, so I, 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 think this really, I think this is really interesting. You said to yourself, it's the low point. Like, he's been screwed over by Green. He couldn't show the world how evil he is. His grandfather's been kidnapped, and he hasn't saved the Arctic yet. Technically um, the low point. Why, there should be several low points. What, why is he eating dinner at this house? Why, why is he going over there and having a nice little dinner with these two friends that he has? He should be, he should be in action. He should be doing things. He, he should, he should be active. Why, why is he sitting there, like having a good time with these two folks and just chilling out? Like, no, you need to get on. You need to get on your feet and do something. Um, so the new idea between Olympia and um, Norm: go after his wallet, i.e., his investors, which is exactly what he does. So Norm goes after the investor's limo. He goes into the sunroof and roars and then starts talking normally and the investor's like, so you really are a talking bear. You're a real bear who can talk. I wanted to shoot myself after that. I was like, are you kidding me? Is that all it takes? He walked in to a freaking audition full of people who were trying to pretend to be a bear down to a guy who was just saying bear, bear. 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 He goes in and roars at the top of his lungs, and people are convinced he's not a bear. Who are saying, oh, that's really authentic. He's, he, he's kind of like almost like a real bear, but they're not convinced he's a real bear. So then you go into so a limo full of... You, no, 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 no. Then he goes into a limo full of people, and he roars, starts talking normally, and they're like, oh, so you really are a, a real bear who could talk. That's where I gave up. That's where I gave up. That's where you gave up. Like I was like, you okay, far, this movie man. is real far. this movie is stupid, but like, at least like people, there are some people who don't think he's a real bear, or like think that he's so real he could actually be a real bear, but they, but then they think it's such a good costume, but then people are, but then he does the exact same thing around. Other people and they're like, "Oh, you really are talking. You really are a talking bear." That's where I, no, yes, this is where I lost it. This is where I'm just like, this is where I, I yeah, I got pretty far, didn't I? God, got real far. 
I, I think by that point I had just straight given up already and uh, wasn't really paying attention anymore, although I did look up every now and then. When I looked up and realized that he's stopping the villain mostly by going to his investors, what, what, oh my god, what? Like, come on. Like, that, I, uh, uh. Did that hurt you? This so. movie hurt me, but like, I, I just was like, so the answer to your problem is to go to his money men and tell them how evil and bad he is, and then they will like, they won't support his plan anymore. Which means his plan is done, except for the fact that he goes and follows through with it anyway. Which means they have to stop the boat. But really, like, if he doesn't have the money to afford this plan anymore, a his investors are going to do everything they can to make sure that no one goes there and b no one's going to set up those houses and deal with them and take them off the boat if the plan's not following through just call the people on the boat and be like guys like you, i'm not supporting that you're not going to get paid for this he's not paying you I, I we're the investors so even if you put the houses in the condos there it's just a waste of money no one's going to go there and no one's going to support him so by the moment he went to his investors the bad guy was done Um, so they stole, so the, the lemmings, they stole this flash drive and showed the investors a call between Green and the, uh, Senator, um, that shows how crooked he is. So they're disgusted, but then they call Green, but Green's like, remember, you're contractually obligated. Yeah, I'm crooked, but you're contractually obligated to follow through with this. So you better follow through. Um, which... You know, doesn't that mean, because he's dirty, doesn't that mean he's in breach of contract? Yes, if the plan is is uh, basically a scheme or a scam already, I'm not a then, there's, then the, contract, the contract is void, for sure. So, it, it would be like someone said, you're contractually obligated to rob this bank with me. It's like, well, you're committing a crime. I don't want to do this crime. Well, you're contractually obligated. Well, you can't take this to court. We're committing a crime. So, um, let me see here. Did I skip a whole part? I probably did, but that's later. So, no. so they get so they let him out and say, "Okay, stop, Green. Get me, get us out of this contract." You don't have to get out of the contract. He's committing a crime. It's bribery. It's fraud. Yeah. On a massive scale. It's fraud on a massive scale, for sure. So, so it turns out Green is having the mo- is having the houses moved to the Arctic immediately because he's impatient. Um, so Norm goes after it. He's in one of the houses. So uh, Grandpa's in one of the houses. He sets Grandpa free. Um, so they go after the houses already on a tugboat. They were already on a house. Weren't they? I'm sorry? No, 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 never mind. They were already in a truck that they weren't in the houses. Um, so, so they're about to get on. So the, the houses are on a tugboat now. Because the edit, this movie moves like lightning fast. Like there's no breathing room. Like, um, like little oh, to no breathing room. It just goes. They don't want you to think about what's going 
going scene to scene to scene to scene to scene. And it's like the animation moves fast, the transitions are fast, even the even the dissolves are fast and misplaced. It's a Alex, you missed a technical you also missed a technical nightmare. Ugh. So how so? It was just ugh. like paying paying attention to how it's edited and, and the climax moves? Yes. It's every 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 like every other minute when I would lift my head up to see what was going on, I was like, "Oh, okay, so he's saving his grandpa," or "Oh, okay, they're going back to the Arctic in a boat," and "Oh, okay, the villain's just going ahead with his houses." But it was done in ways that made no sense. I just didn't stop to think about it. I was like, "Oh, we're like already here now." Um, how did we? Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay, sweet. So he's having the houses. uh, Okay, so yeah, okay, we already said that. So they go. So they're so they're already on the tugboat. They're, they're about to jump from a bridge onto the um, onto the boat, like in Taken. Um, but they get tranquilized from a helicopter before then. They get tied up. They're put under the helicopter. They're in midair. They're about to be executed. Until they can cause, so they come to. They cause enough doubt into the dude. They're like into the guy who's about to kill them. He's like, wait a minute. These are real guys. I didn't send up to kill real people. Um, so then they jump, so then the lemmings, um, lower the hatch, and they all fall out, they tease, they tease drowning, but they're alright. They board the boat without a hitch, and Grandpa's proud. So, Vera quits after seeing Daughter's, okay, so here's the thing. So Vera finally quits her job after seeing after seeing her daughter being put being uh, uh, asleep in her bed and seeing all the books on the, the 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 Arctic and polar bears and all that kind of science stuff and she's just like what am I freaking doing so she types up an email about and with an internal mo- with an her internal monologue. Typing out what, like, saying what she's typing. And then Mr. Green calls and she doesn't answer. As she says, she quits. Well, I mean, that's a stupid scene and they execute it poorly. But to think about, to, to answer the question, not the question, but at the beginning of the movie, she runs into what to do. She can point out the differences between him and a human in a bear suit, which is pretty easy. You don't have to look that up. Uh, but she's obviously done some more research. And then the mom comes in and sees that she has even more done even more research about the Arctic. So I think it's supposed to imply that this person, this little girl who knew nothing about this topic, uh, in the process has fallen in love with the research and the, and the idea of the Arctic and the polar bear and stuff, which is fine. But it also points to the fact that that's what the tourists are doing. That's what Happy Feet is. Like people went there, found the majestic nature of it, and found the, in- the what was interesting about it. Did research and then decided they were going to save it. So I, I don't understand. I don't understand again why they don't want people to go there and at least look at the place and, and be tourists for it and, and like uh, n- look at its natural beauty. I don't. Again, it, that's not a bad thing. Col- colonizing it and putting 
condos there is really bad, but they would never last and people would die really quickly. But they, they just, <laughs> I, think, I think that's why the, I think that's the arc of the girl. She sees this, she sees the bear. Um, she wonders something about it. She does more research. She sees the bear again, has more information to tell her something about the bear. And then by the time the mom comes back, she realizes, and we as the audience realize, she's done a lot more research about the Arctic and bears since she's been there. Okay. Um, so as this is happening, the boat's on its way to the Antarctic. It's in the middle of a storm, though. Um, this I forgot to put in my notes, because I completely skipped over it. So, Grandpa and Norm, they pull the... They separate the, the barge from the, the cargo... And they sail into a giant wave, and they all dive off. And they're like, well, I'll see you on the other side. So they all dive off. The The houses tip over. They, uh, they tease Norm drowning again. But then he comes back to, because his whole life flashed before his eyes. So he's still alive. He's playing in the middle of the ocean. And we come back to New York. The investors, they leak. That's the, right, that's right. He, he flashes and thinks about all the characters from his home, like his the his the girl he likes, his brother, his dad, the bird, all these people that we literally have not seen for an hour and twenty minutes and had no effect on the movie outside of not trusting this dude. And again, like uh, he didn't do really anything. Like I guarantee you, Green would not have succeeded with this plan even without Norm. Vera would have quit this guy's company even without Norm. People would have gone there, they would have seen the condos, they would have seen the whole setting, and they would have been like, nope, sorry, I give up. And maybe Green would have gotten his money in his condo in the Bahamas, but at the end of the day, like, nobody would have stayed there, and it wouldn't have been colonized, and it wouldn't have done anything. Norm didn't do anything. So then we get, so then the investors, they leak the video of Green chatting with the senator on the internet, and, uh... They immediately charge him with, bri with bribery. So he's just figuring this out. He's in the middle of the street. Everybody's giving him an angry look, and so... They all kind of back him back him into a sewer. And he just stays there. He doesn't do any jail time. He just sits there in the sewer. With rats that he doesn't like. Because he's Sean Connery. From Last Crusade. Ha. Huh. So, Norm wakes up in the Arctic uh, with all his friends. Uh, Grandpa didn't make it. So he sulks. They're about to crown him king, but then Grandpa did make it! He's alive. Why even bother? Um, so they crown... And, and uh, again, like, he has no proof that he has done anything except for the bird telling them this, and the bird wasn't even there, and they didn't even believe him when he told them there was a house in their land that they could physically go to and prove whether he found that or not. They just go with it. Maybe Socrates is the oracle from the Matrix. Uh, um, I think he's Mr. Smith. Okay. Um, I, I, 
Socrates is the true villain of this movie. I think somebody else said that and what, like joked about it in one of the other reviews, but like it's kind of true. Like he gets Norm to go on this stupid adventure, and then he doesn't he doesn't tell his dad when he's found the house. Um, he doesn't support his friend. He then gets him to leave for some stupid reason, and then when his friend comes back and has actually done things to save the place, he he turns his back at the last second and is like, yeah, yeah, like. He, he saved us all, guys, but really I think his plan just kind of washed out and he was like, ah, whatever. So, enormous crown king, there's elation, and um, lots of cheering. We then uh, cut over to uh, Vera and Olympia looking at the constellations as Norm, Elizabeth, and their children also look at the constellations. There is then dancing with uh, Norm and the Lemmings. Thank God this movie's over. F. I wouldn't even give it that. Uh, I, I, I think I about, think like, about like, like, food fight. Food fight. Echo. Giving echo. that an F. F. There is an there echo, is echo, yeah. yeah. Zach. What? Echo. But that's not my fault. I'm not. I don't even have any headsets on. Yeah, he's not even echoing. Oh, okay. Never mind. Go ahead. As you were. Uh, I I think about Food Fight <laughs> and what makes that... I, I think about Food Fight and what makes that movie uh, really, really bad, but I also think that it's uh, an interesting watch. I think you can watch that movie and be baffled and entertained by a lot of the insane moments. I think just looking at that movie for long enough, you're you're shocked by, how, by what you're watching. Just visually... The things moving and how they're animated are, are super weird. Like, why? Why is a why is a dog uh, detective eating raisins and hanging out with a human cat girl? Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. But like, looking at it is really interesting. Um, and uh, but you can you can be entertained by the insanity of that movie. I don't think you can be entertained by this movie. I think if you don't really care about how dumb the story is, how none of it makes sense, if you don't care about that if you were just an adult showing this movie to your kid and you didn't even care what it was about you just wanted them to watch something while you folded laundry or clean dishes or just took a nap for a second it, it's incredibly boring it not a lot really happens the jokes aren't good there's not really any good music or score going on the like the the voice acting isn't that interesting it's not fun to look at um it's just boring it's overall boring it's when you stop and think about what it's actually saying and what it means and what the motivations are and the characters are doing and how that's all constructed. There is a sense of insanity there that is mind boggling. And it, the thing, the reason I don't have fun with it is I think we've had a good time talking about this, but at the same time, the reason I don't, I would never watch this movie again is because it's not entertaining. It's not entertaining to, to put myself through the experience of it. It's mostly just like, oh, this is wrong, this is real wrong, this is all bad, and then at a certain point you just give up asking why, and you realize that you could do better things with your life. Food Fight is such an interesting, passionate, um, entertaining uh, movie of poor decisions that uh, are, are crazy and are entertaining in how crazy they are. This is just playing crazy. This is like that video of Kanye West just spouting craziness at donald trump and donald trump is sitting there and like for a while you're like this is insane and this is hilarious and then after a while you're like this is sad 
and um, I'm bored. <laughs> I don't want to sit and listen to this crazy person talk crazy stuff anymore. It's not fun. I'm not having a good time. Uh, I want to go. It's not entertaining. So yes, I would say, I would, uh, I wouldn't. I, I would say it's an F. Yes, but uh, it's if this is an F, then Food Fight is an F plus. Okay. <laughs> it has a reason to be entertainingly bad, but it's just mind-bogglingly confusing. Zach, do you even have a grade? No, and I'll explain to you why. Okay. This movie is a, and I am going to emphasize this term because I mean literally every term as I'm about to say it. Oh boy. This movie is a textbook example. I literally mean this. You should put this movie in a textbook to talk about it, about how not to make a film at all, (laughs) period. This people need to study this for the rest of eternity to understand how not to make it again and why it should have never been made and why genuinely making this movie was just a fucking mistake. Pardon my French. I'm going to use a lot of swearing because fuck this movie. (laughs) I'm surprised that I didn't swear. This movie had no business ever being made i knew about this movie when i first applied to hopkins four years ago or eh, maybe a little bit shorter than that what two two and a half three years ago i was at hopkins the minute i saw we were getting this movie i went to my boss the general manager who decides this and i said why did we get this movie this movie is bad it looks horrible i can't imagine we'll make money on it and he looked me in the in the eyes and he said i didn't choose it it was corporate and there's nothing much you can do after that we kept that movie chris for three months off one person a showing showing up to it randomly and walking out and saying that was the worst movie i ever seen ever (laughs) you do uh i would I would agree that this is the kind of movie that you put in a textbook to show film students how not to make a movie. But if 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 that's the case, this is homework. This is this is homework. Like if you showed them Food Fight, they would have a great time. Like they would go home, drink some beers, and watch it. But like this is homework. This is <laughs> this is mathematics and film to me. Like I I don't get math and, and I and I don't have fun learning it. That's what this is. Like I did not have fun enjoying what made this bad like or figuring out what made this bad like bad. it's it's bad. Yeah. it's, it's right. when when you're, not, when you're over halfway through a movie and your your first thing that you say is how did i get here and why am i here there's <laughs> something going on you, you just yeah nothing makes sense this this it, like, it, it, it you you question it's like that talking yeah you you, you you feel like you've just been slapped How by did a I dick. Get you? you feel like you've just been slapped by a dick, and you're like, why did I just get slapped by a dick? And then you think to yourself, you're like, this is probably a mistake that means slapped by a dick, because I've done nothing wrong. And you're a genuinely good person, and you've been done, and you just had it happen anyways, and you're questioning why, but you're okay with continuing to watch it. That's watching this movie over and over and over again. It's horrible. If, if and I'm, don't get me wrong, I, and I, I hope 
anybody who watches this who's a fan of this, I'm sorry if you're a fan of this, but you hate it. You love a shitty movie. It's it's just terrible. It, it, it just There's no other describing it. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I literally can't give this movie a grade. It's so bad. Here's the thing. I, I can't. Just okay. don't see this movie. Don't like this movie. Don't see this movie. Don't give this movie money because it doesn't deserve it. I think the you people... I think the pe- I think most of the fans of this movie are masochists or those who are watching to see disaster. No, even that, it's just bad. They're like watching like Dragon Ball or, or The Last Airbender is like funny because like because when you watch it with a fan, they like are freaking out over it the whole time, and it's like funny from a personal standpoint. Like watching this is just like having a brain aneurysm <laughs> happen. You and your friends, and there's nothing you can do about it because you can't go to the hospital and get your brain aneurysm checked out. It's just horrible. You can't give this movie a grade. You can't put logic into this movie. There's nothing you can do about this movie other than just pretend it doesn't exist, and then re- and then like think and then like remember that it exists three years later. And you're like, why did I waste my life for an hour to watch this thing? Uh, again, it's it, it it it's a story that makes no sense, and uh, it's told in a way that doesn't make any sense. It, you don't it, it it it's uh, it's someone asking you to cut off your leg with a cardboard box. It just doesn't. You don't. I don't want to do that, and I don't think you can do that that way. Uh, I, this movie. I want to tell a story about a bunch of ideas and character motivations that don't make any sense, and I want to tell it in a way that's extremely boring and also uh, poorly done. Uh, okay, you don't you don't start your movie that way, you don't end it that way, you don't have your bad guy act this way, you don't have uh, half of your movie begin with a stock full of characters. One of them, for example, is voiced by a very famous British actor and then make them leave your movie in the first 10 minutes and never show up again. And then have uh, ha- just have every logically wrong decision happen. It it, it just... I've seen uh, film students God. in film school who are... I've seen film students in film school who don't belong in film school make better movies than Norm of the North. That's... Let's just pull a poop with left. That, that's what this is. He, he, like wipe your butt with a turtle. Just it, it doesn't make any sense why they would tell this story, and it doesn't make any sense why they would tell it this way. And it is a chore to try and figure it out because a you never will, and you'll never have fun trying. You'll just be you'll just be shocked. Just I feel like I just shocked. wasted two weeks of my life thinking about this movie in preparation for this podcast. Let's go with that. It, uh. it, it would be like if I. To time, it would be like if I went back in time to an old, like, 17th century doctor, and he was like, "I'm going to take out the 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 evil souls of this person with a uh, with a bag full of ferrets." And you're like, "That's not a thing," and you don't do that to do that. What are you talking about? You, the, the, there's not bad spirits and people, and you can't even take it out with a foot. I don't understand a leech, but like ferrets, what are you doing? You're a doctor. All right. Even the dog's upset. Um, yeah, my dog is like very upset. Like you, you know about that 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 corner you have in your room that you call the shame corner, where you put all the things that you're not you're you're very shamed of. This movie needs to go there and be very sad <laughs> and be sad. Um. All right. You have a shame corner. That's so that's North of the North, everyone. 
This movie needs to go into a shame corner and be shamed horribly. So like, that's Northern the North. It's just like, 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 like Chris. This movie needs to be walked through King's Landing naked, being thrown poop and blood all over itself, like, like uh, Lena Headey was in season five of Game of Thrones, and being said shame with a bell ringing the whole time for hours on end. That's what this movie needs to have happen to it. Uh, yeah, that uh, that's a weird that's a weird metaphor, but uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's what needs to happen. Well, the worst. What? Well, sadly, we got another bad movie to go through. Uh, but no, I thought it's series wheel now. No, two bad movies. Oh, no, no, that's we did two bad movies. No, we did one. What was the other? Bad? I don't remember. No, I thought we, we did, did, a bad did um. Way the gun. No, we did way the gun last week. Yeah, or the week before last week. No, okay, was... so it's one more bad movie. No, it was last week. We did one more bad movie. It was last episode. What did we? What did um, we replace this with? We replaced this with Assassin's Creed. Okay. So oh, yeah. Can you remind me with what's on this list so I know that... All that, right. So I, have, so I have secret hope that nothing will be as bad as this, even if it's a bad movie. On the bad wheel, right now. Right. The Last Airbender. Okay. Toys. Whatever that is. Wait, what? Toys. I don't remember toys being on that. It was your suggestion. Oh, yeah, I... I, I put up toys because oh, you toys, put up toys. my childhood, but it's, it, I put it up to be on there, and I think I won the coin toss. The coin toss, but at the same time, oh uh, yeah, this is, this a, is the one a, with Robin Williams, right? I, I again, it's a movie that I, I think it'll be like this, but it's more entertaining. Like, why did they make these decisions? What is going on? None of this makes sense, but I think it's more entertaining to watch how bad it is. Okay, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay, I'll have fun with that. <laughs> The Wicker Man, Nicolas Cage. Okay. Assassin's Creed. Okay. Troll 2, to which there is no okay. Troll 1. Yeah. Fant Four Stick, or Fantastic Four 2015. Okay. The Book of Henry. Mm-hmm. Bright. Okay. Plan 9 from Outer Space. Okay. The Miami Connection. Okay. Last Action Hero. <laughs> okay. I do. I actually like that movie. Last Action Hero. Yes. Yeah, it's fun. Howard the Duck. Yes. Catwoman. Halle Berry's Catwoman. Yes. And Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Before so no we... matter what we pick, it won't be as bad as this. Alright. Okay. Before we go, does anybody Maybe. have any replacements? God. Uh, uh, I was talking I was talking to uh, Zach earlier and I actually I am willing to stand behind your ready to rumble. Yes. Yeah, I guess I'm okay with that. Yay, ready to rumble. So ready to rumble. Yay. I mean, like the only other suggestion I would make is is uh like uh the 1998 movie called The Avengers, not associated with the comics. I've seen that. I've seen that. Pretty bad. Nothing I, remarkable. I, I've seen it too, but to be honest, I I do think it's very, very bad, and I do think there's some funny moments in it that are um, bad, like seeing Sean Connery in a giant bear suit is kind of funny, 
but um, that is that to me is a very boring movie. That's that, that movie. It, it gets real boring after a while, and I would rather. It seems like Ready to Run, having never seen Ready to Rumble, and he and knowing Chris loves wrestling, and knowing that I have had a history of wrestling myself. Wait, I'd like oh to my God, wrestling. Alex! I just remember the conversation we had last week. I'm sorry, I have to suggest this. I'm uh, sorry. What? Norbit. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Norbit. Oh, man. oh God. <laughs> That's right. Oscar-winning Oscar Norbit. Uh, yes, I think Norbit is a really interesting story. Uh, I would actually put it up there with like it's of the caliber of something like Jack and Jill, where you just can't believe what you're seeing from a famous comedian. However, um, I. I'm willing to wait a little while to get to that and put on Ready to Rumble for Chris. <sighs> Dude. Ready to Rumble. I, I've I forgot a lot and I have about this. <laughs> my house about uh, I forgot about it too. I have an inside joke in my house about Norman. We we say uh, his girlfriend's catchphrase all the time. Uh, as well so does the movie. Um uh, but I've never seen Ready to Rumble and uh, I know Chris loves wrestling, so there's two Two reasons for me to want to watch it, and and maybe I might fa- find things that I appreciate. And I'm a you David. Uh, you definitely Hart. will not. I I like the three main people in it. I think they uh, I've they've all been in things that I've enjoyed. So I will want to see. I'm pretty sure there's something I'm going to find in that that I could find some merit to, but I don't know yet. Um, and I want to see you go off. Like we, I've I've gone off about things that I really know. And uh, Chris has gone, or Zach has gone off about things he really knows. Uh, and outside of the Star Wars, I haven't seen you do that in a long time. Yeah. <clears> so <throat> I think Rumble might feel that boy, but I will say this: the next time we do a bad movie, I, I'll stand by Norbit for sure if we remember it. Norbit on the back burner. It's going to be a bit. Uh, it's going to be a bit, I think. But at the same time, yeah, I, I think Norbit would be an interesting watch. Just so every. Uh, Ten minutes, five minutes or so. I go. Oh, remember, guys, this is the Oscar-winning Norbit. All right, ready, guys? I'm gonna start. Yeah. Okay. Up there. Uh, let's go. Oh man. Oh man. I'm not, I can't look. Really? That was quick. Oh, this is Sorrow's Christmas special, ladies and gentlemen. The next movie we're doing before the series wheel, the last action hero. Ooh. Oh, nice! I'm actually pretty excited about this. I I like this movie. Yeah, this one's fun. Action hero, 1993. That's fun. Schwartz. It is at. It's at the end of Schwarzenegger's height as uh, as an action star. It's at the end Jack of when uh, it, it, if you've ever seen movies like Commando or uh, Action Jackson stuff like that, where like in the eighties, big bulky dudes could do whatever they wanted on film, and they would ju- it would just be great. Like they could get away with anything. Uh, and Last Action Hero really plays off that. There's oh actually a lot God. of fun stuff to it. Uh, I think it was written by Shane Black actually. Sylvester Stallone as Terminator on a poster promoting Terminator 2. Dude, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Hamlet. Uh, 
God, uh, somebody important plays. Uh, uh, oh, um, McTiernan uh, directed uh, this. Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, John McTiernan for sure. It was one of his last, like I think, at least palatable movies. Um, Any fans but, of Game? Uh, it says Charles Dance in it. Dude, Ma- Ma- uh, Magneto Gandalf plays Death. He plays the embodiment of Death. Um. Yeah, Shane Black wrote the screenplay. Adam Leff and yeah. Zach Penn did the story. Danny DeVito's that, in this? He oh, voices David a cartoon cat. <laughs> uh, T-1000 is in this. Um, uh, Jean-Claude Van uh, I don't remember if he's in... Oh, yeah, he's in like the interviews. That he, he, yeah, he does like a red carpet interview. Um, uh, the, the one thing that I really liked about this movie is there's a certain scene that involves like uh, someone on a crane hanging above buildings, and like it's practical. Like They had a guy do it. There's there's a lot of interesting action in this movie that they legitimately do. This is like this is a year after they did uh, Terminator Two, so like there's no real CGI. Like they did a lot of the stuff in this movie, and it's still pretty cool to watch. Okay, it's not on Netflix. Let me try Hulu. It makes you. Uh, it's probably going to be a rental. I would. Yeah, I can't imagine that you'll be able to find this anywhere on any of the normal channels. I, it may be on on demand somewhere uh, for free Maybe. or in a, on a premium. But I think you, I think this is going to have to be a rental. But at the same time, um, I, this used to be on HBO all the time, all the time, and I used to watch, I used to watch it a lot, um, which is pretty ironic because the main character is a guy who just would watch movies all the time. Um, I, yeah, I really like this movie. It doesn't work entirely, Ooh. but it's it's very meta, it. very fun, and it's practical. It's cool. Schwarzenegger isn't bad. The villain's kind of interesting. The ending gets really weird and and uh, just kind of. I think they drag out the ending too long, but I don't mind it. I think the worst part of, of it is uh, the main kid. I think the main kid and his stupid bowl haircut that he wore for like five <laughs> movies. Uh, is the one thing I don't like. I don't think he's captivating or interesting at all, but I do think the movie in and of itself is great, especially if you've seen a lot of 80 movies, 80s movies, especially if you've seen a lot of Schwarzenegger, uh, Stallone movies. It, it's just a perfect, it just makes fun of whatever these movies are, and I don't think anybody got it. Nobody really liked those movies anymore, so to watch a movie that was that, they stayed away from it without realizing that it, it, its only intent was to make fun of them, while at the same time yeah, make a good one at the same movie, time. This movie, it's not going to be on anything in the next 14 days, not on TV. Dang it. Yeah. It, it's, like, it's like a meta, lethal weapon type experience. It's it's that kind of vibe. It's that kind of movie. Like, oh, there's a sa- it's the soundtrack called yeah. It's great. No, this is probably going to be a rental. Yeah, yeah I... It's uh, going to be a rental. I can check Netflix it's not like, in case. It, it's not like this is a cult movie that people have held on to and been like, oh, there's merit to it. I think there's people like me who grew up nostalgically with it can see a lot of the benefit from the flaws, um, but it's it's not bad. It's not it's not boring. It's not entertaining. It's got a lot of things to it that are interesting, and I also think that Schwarzenegger himself is really good. Yeah, it, that, it's, it looks like it's uh, going to be a rental. Alright, well, there you go, people. Uh, Next week, Last Action Hero. Oh, God. Last Action Hero. 
So that'll be it. I wonder if Amazon uh, can keep. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, no, Amazon's on rent. Yeah, I can't. Well, I'm just seeing it. You can buy it for cheap. That's all I'm looking for. I would think the closest thing that would have it for free would be Amazon, but uh, I'm not surprised that it isn't on there. Uh, you can rent it for yeah. $3 on Amazon. Kids, go to Amazon. It's cool. Nice. Anyway. Uh, iTunes has it for $4 to rent. Oh, it's four. It's four on iTunes. Damn it. Um, I like John McTiernan a lot. He's the one, like, literally after this, he would make Die Hard with a Vengeance, and uh, he he still had he still had an action sensibility in him that would not really go away until years later. I this is um, yeah. Uh, to, this can rent off flopped like kind of cool. It, he just it, it it flopped, and he like Schwarzenegger and him took it pretty hard. And uh, he just went back to the Die Hard series and made a really good Die Hard movie after it. All right. Here, let's see if we can buy it on eBay for cheap. That's what I'm thinking about. Chris, do you know anything about what the story is? I read a little bit of the synopsis. Um, I've heard references to it and all that. I haven't really actually seen it. You can buy it on Blu-ray for $6. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's a kid that loves movies, finds a magical ticket that takes him into the world of his favorite action star, which is a a uh, um, a fictional version of Schwarzenegger. So it does a lot of the tropes that is Schwarzenegger without at the same time um, being a Schwarzenegger character, but he is portrayed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. So this kid is going to see... Um, Imagine if Schwarzenegger did a series of films with a character called Jack Slater, and he made like four or five of them, and it was his Rambo. Or I know his, his brother Rocky, Christian. Like for act- uh, Christian Slater. Um, it, it, so this kid who is watching a Schwarzenegger movie about a fictional character gets sucked into the fictional character's world, and he knows that he's Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he it takes him forever to realize that he's in a movie. So he's trying forever to be like your your real name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're an actor in Hollywood. But when he goes to the world of the movie, there's like cartoon cats, and the and the the captain of the police can scream so loud he breaks a window, and the bad guys are all cliches, and the explosions are huge, and like the kid is like, oh my god, I'm I'm in a movie. I'm in a movie movie. Like there's not one unattractive woman in the movie. It's it, it's crazy. But then eventually, they all go to the real world. And it gets. I think it's actually one of the more interesting points is when Slater and the kid go to the real world, and the villain at one point goes to the real world, and he's just like, it looks like New, like disgusting, gritty, late like early '90s New York, like Hell's Kitchen. It, I, I God, I really like the the look and the action of this movie. I think it's good. By the way, Chris, you have been shirking your duties. I'm uploading this episode yeah, as soon honest. as I, oh, I listen, 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 listen. I'm uploading this episode as soon as I can. This was hilarious. I am sorry. I was, My God, that God, was yeah. great. Still oh. gotta upload everything. Yeah. Midterms yeah. are over. I will get to it if I can. Okay, God. If you can, like, I want to hear you'll get to it. Yeah, I, I will get to, to it. One- I will get to it.
You I have, can't you have no eat the microphone more. You have, no, you have no reason to be snippy with us. You're the one that uh, said you would do it, is all. I'm saying. Can I end the show, guys? Don't get mad because... Can I end the episode first before you yell at me? I'm not yelling at you. I'm just saying he brought it up is all, so... Yeah. Last action hero. Next week. I'm psyched. Let's do it. Then we spin the series wheel. Woo! After, like and then... A, a fun action. And then Shyamalan. Mate, what? what? No, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, Split. Yeah, Breakable, Unbreakable, and Split and Glass. We saw, yeah, we saw the trailer for Glass again when we were at Halloween. And, yeah, like, I, God, I really am interested to see where this movie goes. All right. Let's, uh, all right. Say goodnight, guys. Uh, night, guys. I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, I'm 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 gonna go eat a jacket with a uh, with a baked potato. That's that's what I'm gonna go do. <laughs>